guys, what's up? Welcome back to Alcoholics Anonymous. Uh, we're here to talk about ways to kick your habits. Nah, not really. Hey, you're in the wrong place, James. Hey guys, welcome back to Drinking a Theory. Uh, hey, I'm James. James. I'm Jake. I'm James Holman, Jimmy Bones. Got Jake. I'm Mike, Jamie, God. God. Some, something along those lines. He's not God anymore, he lost his God privilege. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Because of the, because of, you know, you used to have that echo. Yeah, the God mic. I'm sure we could give me the echo back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could, I, I know how to do that, but it's a lot of work, uh. and I'm afraid I'll fuck something up. <laughs> but uh, anyway, hey, I'm talking about Ted Bundy this week. This might be a two episode one, guys, because uh, I have a lot of info. Because when I do notes, I copy and paste stuff, and I write my own stuff. But there's a lot of stuff, there's just a lot of stuff in general, starting from the beginning. But that's only be, I, I mean, he's just like any other serial killer. It's not like he has anything special about him. It's just that he's the one with the most information about mm-hmm. him. So, <clears throat> that's why it's going to be so long. Maybe I can shoot through it. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. But, uh, uh, once again, we're uh, we're live on uh, Facebook Oh, as yeah, well. we, we got to do the social media. I forgot. Sorry, guys. Uh, 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 that was hot. Fucking, you want to check us out on Twitter? Are we, are we still using the Twitter for... Yeah. Actually, okay, okay. Yeah. Because I, I thought you were trying something out with a different Twitter or something. Uh, no, no, we uh, we got a... Shadow band. Well, that too. Yeah. <laughs> but we have a profile on uh, Parlor. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Parlor. You don't, you didn't hear Parlor? Oh, I'll download Parlor. Is that? Parlor is uh, well. Parlor I ain't doing much with it. I just wanted to seal our name there. Yeah, I can't. I can't keep uh, up with all the social media. Well, Parlor is an alternative now to Twitter. Because mm-hmm. uh, on Parlor, so far, you're allowed to have free speech. Where on Twitter, you're not allowed to have free speech anymore. So yeah, I went over to Parlor and I got us a Parlor account, and you know. In case a lot of people from, because people are already jumping from Twitter to Parlor, so yeah, I'm gonna make a profile right now. Well, yeah, we're, and we're I, I gotta give you the information too for logging so, in. Yeah, logging in and shit like yeah. that. Well, uh, <coughs> so, uh, but if you wanna follow us on Twitter, it's at Drinking a Theory, straight up, no underscores, no periods, nothing, just at Drinking a Theory. Uh, if you wanna follow me on Twitter, I don't really post anything. I just kind of follow, follow esports. Another game stuff. It's at Jimmy Bones, my guy. Again, straightforward. Nothing special there. Just at Jimmy Bones, oh, my guy. Oh, it's special. You just didn't realize it yet. Shut up. Shut the fuck up. Sorry. <laughs> uh, you want to check out our f- fucking uh, Instagram? Look up Drinking a Theory Podcast. It's the one with all the shitty underscores in it. You'll, almost, you'll see it. <laughs> you'll know which one it is. Uh, follow us on Facebook, Drinking a Theory Podcast. We live stream. Every time we do a podcast, so you can you can actually get kind of like almost like a sneak peek there before it comes out because I got to go home and upload it. So by the time it's uploaded, it's almost Monday. Or well, now that we stream on Monday, it's gonna be it's gonna be almost on Tuesday. Yeah. So like, if you want to hear it day of on Monday, boom, you've got it. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> How amazing will that be? What? <laughs> How great will that be? Wow. Dude, she's so stupid. She's got to be a Trojan horse. They got to be paying her. Whatever. Anyway, uh, check out our Redbubble. Uh, if you go to our Redbubble, you look up Drinking a Theory 
uh, our stuff that should be there, and you should be able to see some of our designs. We have stuff for, like, if you're not Australian, if you have bulk nuts, if you have a tuna can dick, if you, if you need coochie, or if you are already the commander of said coochie, <laughs> we have it for you. Buy our shirts. Please. Yeah. They look cool. They look kind of fresh, though. Yeah. What are you doing? Are you going to Redbubble? Are you showcasing some of our... They can't see it on the street. Yeah, I know. It's going to look like shit but on you can see what I'm doing now. Yes. Usually you say, what are you doing over there? Yeah. That's what I do. Well, now, now I can say it, and I can kind of see what you're doing. Now I can be like, what the fuck are you doing? But I can kind of see it. Anyway. Well, this is why we need to sell shit on Redbubble, so we can upgrade. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, see what we're working with, people? It's partly on you. It's like, we're working with... We didn't develop fucking fire here. Yet. Yeah, we're, we're pre-200,000 <laughs> years ago. Anyway, uh, go ahead and uh, go to drinkitatheory.com. If you go to drinkitatheory.com, we have all of our yeah. links there, all of our social media. What the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck? No, my mom just told me she's at Spinelli's. Give me a pizza. Pizza. <laughs> Chicken pizza. Buffalo chicken pizza, please. We, we, we're we on Zazzle, too. We have a Zazzle. What the fuck the is that? What the fuck is that? Oh, shit. Go ahead. Is it linked? Uh, Wait, is it linked on our Drinking a Theory? No, I, I'm keeping the Zazzle separate right now because um, because I haven't <laughs> figured, figured it out, out the, the whole deal yet. It's like Redbubble. Yes. We're selling products on Zazzle. Okay. But we're only selling like two products. Okay. Uh, okay. Because I haven't... It's it's different. Okay. Anyway, so go to drinkingtheory.com. You can check it on our social media. Get it all out the way. It's all linked there for you. And it's got a new. It's kind of over. It's been overhauled. It's been uh, facelifted. So go ahead and check it out. Drinkingtheory.com. All of it's all laid out for you. Yeah, and the 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 hidden page is no longer hidden. Yes. Yes. It's called boner time. Yes. And uh, you guys can figure that one out. Um. <laughs> <laughs> But you got a Bush's baked bean beans hat. Think about those beans. Anyway, uh, <clears throat> I don't know what you guys are listening to us on, but we're on Spotify, we're on Stitcher, we're on SoundCloud, and we're on pot, Apple Podcasts, which I don't know if it will continue yeah, to exist or not. Yeah, I, I don't gonna know how exist. that's going to work. But it, maybe we might just, from one thing I read, we might just, it automatically might flip. Maybe. Flip us. Uh, Did you get iTunes not. on your computer? No, I, I still got to do okay, that. Okay, well, whatever. It, it, we'll figure that out. But Dude, I can't even post... I can't even put our Spotify link on the fucking website or Spotify thing. Because I don't have a Spotify. But I have a Spotify... Get a free Spotify. But I have a Spotify. I don't understand it all, dude. Just make... You can make a free Spotify account. Okay. Dude, it took me two two hours today to find our RSS feed, okay? Cut me fucking break here. Wow, damn, dude. Anyway, uh, so... What do, what, do, what do you need for Spotify? You just need if you go to if you look up our podcast and you go to our page like if you just like look at it it should be there. You should be, there should be a share button you see right there. there should be a share is there a share? No, that's the filter. Um, up here. Share. There you go. Share. It should give you a link. You should pick like you should be able to pick copy link mm-hmm. right there. And boom, you can post it on your social media from there. Anyway. <coughs> So anyway, uh, sorry guys, I'm, I'm recovering from a cold, uh, but uh, you know uh, we're on all those things. We're on Apple Podcasts, the whole shebang. 
Uh, and now let's get into. Uh, can three. I just point out that uh, we've had eighty-one visitors to our Redbubble page, wow. uh, and we haven't had that many purchases. So damn! If you're gonna visit, yeah. you might as well purchase. Yeah. Why go there if you're not gonna? It's like walking into a store yeah. and not buying anything. Yeah, and who likes to do that? Nobody. Exactly. Nobody. Exactly. So yeah, we're gonna make what it so I you have to buy a T-shirt to view the other T-shirts. You're pay gated. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, but. Hey, uh, you know, we're just kidding. You know, if you don't want to buy anything, then don't buy anything. Uh, we're not making you. So, uh... But really, on, so. on, on, Onwards, first 30 minutes, news stuff, recent events. What's going on, guys? Uh, Ow, my asshole. James's asshole? No, Jake's asshole. Jake's asshole. Well, in two weeks, a lot has happened in two weeks. Uh, but it's whatever, I guess. I don't know. I, I would need four hours to talk about the fucking news. What couple do we want to hit on? Uh, okay, I'll throw the first one up. Uh, in less than 48 hours in the United States, a former senator, a senator, the head detective in New York City... And the guy who worked on them, they all died from a gunshot wound. To <laughs> <the day. laughs> That's funny. It's amazing. Now, I'm not saying there's anything weird about that. I'm just saying. Uh, Don't know, kill us. That's, that's, that's what happened. Yeah. Um, did, you, did you hear about that? I'd, you had Linda down there yeah. from, from Arkansas. They're already saying it's Arkansas. Uh, then you had, uh, what's his name next door? Uh, Senator next door in Oklahoma. Uh he was shot in the head. Uh, uh, she was shot in the head, too. The chick yeah. from Arkansas. She was shot in the head. He was shot in the head. Uh, the the guy from New York. She was just about to testify about something, too. I don't know what it was, but... Yeah. Uh, yeah I, something about money being taken out of um, the... Uh, what do we call it? Like, Children and Youth Human Services mm-hmm. of Arkansas... For some reason, it was getting transferred to some foundation. Uh, what the fuck's that found? Oh, the fucking... The Clinton Foundation. Yeah, that's it. That's what, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I will say in her case there, uh, I looked into her right away when I seen that, especially knowing she's from Arkansas. Um, she made a lot of em- en- 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 enemies, enemies down yeah. there in Arkansas because uh, it's real easy to do down there, dude. Because she was all about corruption. Matter of fact, she was a Democrat at one time. Uh, I think before two thousand ten, she was a Democrat, and then she switched to Republican. And um, she was involved with another dude. A lot of they were on top of the ethics and violations within the Arkansas government and like a lot of people a lot of like politicians got locked up and shit and I'm not saying the Democrats got locked up most of them were Republicans to be honest with you but they got locked up and shit for like fucking stealing money taking bribes all this fucking shit and she was married to a fucking a circuit judge down there um and she divorced them and supposedly he had some child porn on his fucking computer. That's why she divorced him. But uh, that doesn't sound like something that 
politicians do. Yeah, no, so. But yeah, so that's the 48-hour fucking head-blown off spree, somehow. Uh, uh, they're saying some of them were suicides. Uh, hers, I don't know, they, they found her wrapped up in a fucking blanket, so I don't know if she fucking wrapped herself <laughs> up before she fucking killed herself. Or She just wanted to stay warm. So that, I, I that I had that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh. Some some uh, yeah, some other Rodham died. I heard. Holy shit! He, oh my god! He's he falls almost within the forty eight hours. Does he? Yes, he does. <laughs> I I totally forgot about that. What did what did he even Bill, die from? Uh, Hillary Clinton's brother. Uh, they still have not released what oh. he died from. Oh yeah, matter of fact, there's a gag order put on the woman from Arkansas. Uh. But yeah, they haven't released why Hillary Clinton's brother died. Uh, what was his first name again? Cause she she's got a, she's got a big family there, but uh, uh yeah, he was the guy Tony Tony yeah Tony Tony Rodham he was the guy who got all the money from the Clinton Foundation that was gonna build all those new nice homes down in Haiti. Hmm? Remember that? Yeah, yeah. But they didn't. Yeah, and they yeah. didn't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I'm gonna keep this money. <laughs> yeah, he uh, yeah he died the other day. And if you really look up, if you look up him, because I, I did, yeah, wow, I what a him. crooked motherfucker he was, dude. <laughs> that fucking guy was crooked as shit. Yeah. Dude, it, he, said, he even said at one court hearing, because he was, he was behind on like child and spousal support, like 200000 some dollars. And they even said, well, why can't your sister help you out? <laughs> He's like, oh, wow. He's like, they've given me money every time I asked. I can't go to them again. <laughs> well, speaking of pedophiles, though. Ooh, pedophiles. Uh, game journalist Peter Bright of Ars Tec- Technica was arrested for uh, soliciting sex to little girls as young as seven years old. Yeah. And you know what's special about that guy? He's uh, he, he was a very far left guy. He also uh, criticized Pizzagate a lot. Yes. And he used to say, oh, yeah, they think Pizzagate guys would use pizza as a, like yes. they would like do that. That's really stupid. Yeah, absolutely. And pizza right. was in his name. Pizza was in his Twitter handle. Yeah. And he was a pedophile. Yeah. I'm, I'm so proud of you for fucking getting that. I'm just That's saying. Awesome. Yeah. That guy. Yeah, he was recently left out of the, the article the New York Times did yeah. on all the terrorists on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. So, uh,. Clown world is all I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> you, have you understand the clown world meme? No. Uh, I was gonna say, have you seen me posting? I, I post. I've, I've I, seen I, some posts. Yeah. I post my sh- shit, and if it's stupid, like you know, stupid typical political bullshit, I'm like clown world. That's just what I preface it with. I just say clown world. Clown pilled, honk pilled. Yeah. Whatever. That 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 guy actually went after uh, him and Mike Cernovich had a deal uh, where they were. Well, now they don't because he's a pedophile. Well, no, 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 no. <laughs> might, uh, he was going. Him. He was going after Mike Cernovich. Yeah, you know, and because yeah, because I follow Cernovich and Cernovich when it happened, Cernovich was like, ha ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> Is that how he how he did it? Well, probably not. Well, you know what they say: um, an apple a day keeps the doctor away. Yeah. Oh. Thought it kept the pedophile away. No. <laughs> but yeah, that guy's that guy's fucked up, huh? Like I mean, like yeah. it just goes to show. It's almost like you know, it's kind of like how the left like points at you and calls you fascist, but yeah. then they're like kind of like the fascists. Yeah. Uh, hey, uh, speaking of which, I seen that a lot of people uh, because I was talking about Ruth Gators, Bader Ginsburg, Ginsburg. They had in all a bunch of. Uh, 
uh, liberals like uh, Bernie Sanders and Hillary Clinton and Obama. They all have action figures now. The company's been making action figures for them. And there's a picture of Where Ruth, do I get one? Ruth Bader Ginsburg has... A, there's a picture of her holding an action figure of herself. Uh, and they all have compliments next to the... To, to the bo- on the box... On the side, it says like all their super cool features, like they're like they're dutiful and <laughs> and they're yeah. Fucking features. <laughs> well, by features I mean like their personality, like yeah, they're dutiful okay. and I they fight you. fascism and stuff. Yeah. Like and it's like yeah, and then the Trump one looks stupid. They have a Trump action figure, and it of course looks stupid. Does you know? does Ruth Gator's Gator the Bader 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 the dead one the dead woman? Yes. Does hers come with a twelve year old? I was just curious because in the seventies she wrote a fucking paper on how like it's okay to have sex with twelve year olds, and that that shouldn't be an issue. I thought you were gonna ask that it come. Where was she when I was twelve? Still too old. That's what I think. I thought you were gonna ask if it came with the puppet strings or not. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm saying. It's like they have because she's dead. They have a picture of her holding one, and I'm like, how fucking old is this picture from 1982 (laughs) or something? Like. She's fucking dead. I don't care. <laughs> My mom asked me about uh, Ruth if Bader she was Ginsburg. dead. Well, yeah, she, she, she just asked me about Ruth Bader Ginsburg. She was like, "Whatever happened to that judge? She's dead. Nobody's seen her forever. What the hell?" And I'm like, they don't want her to be dead because yeah. if she's dead, Why? then they have to replace her. Why does your mom kind of sound like Oscar the Grouch? I don't know. Maybe because she is. What the fuck, bro? You're an ass. <laughs> I can't believe you just say that about my mom. Grouch. I mean. Yeah, I thought you'd respect respect that. Uh, I mean, yeah. So, I don't dude, know. I'm offended now. I don't even want to do this podcast. <laughs> uh, so like, I don't know. E3. Is she is she getting you a pizza? Yes. Okay, I'll I'll, I'll take it back. Oh yeah, you two nerds should talk about E3. I was only gonna talk about E3 a little bit because I only watched the Bethesda thing. Hey, for any of you gamers, gamers, yeah, out there, uh. Quit whacking off. E3, E3's been going on, if you didn't know. And if you didn't know, I guess you're out of the loop, gamer. Uh, <laughs> nah, uh, E3's fucking Dude, stupid. what the fuck? Uh, before you go any further, before we end this, you've got to do your review. I'm uh, sorry. I'm sorry I cut you off. It just hit me, though. Before we start or before we finish? Yeah, yeah. Before you, before you start your... Um, Topic. The topic. Just give your your thing. I need music for that. I need like a, like a drum roll. So, no, I'm kidding. I mean, we'll make a drum roll. Okay. Okay. So, uh, like, uh, E3 was kind of is kind of dumb, and I don't know what to say. It's kind of fucking boring. It was disappointing to me. I mean, it's not. It wasn't disappointing. It's just boring. Boring. There's only a couple things that were cool. Doom Eternal and. The other Bethesda game with the Japanese girl dancing on stage, and she was kind of cute. Um, but everything else looks stupid. What about Keanu Reeves? Keanu, who cares? I can't. I guess it's cool. Keanu Reeves is a cool guy, but like, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, he was on some show the other night, and they cool. I forget who asked, and we're like, but, uh, because Keanu Reeves, I guess, is God now or something. Yeah. It's and, because and, of John and, Wick, and he's and and I think it was Kimmel, yeah. and Kimmel was like. So, what? Hey, your your yeah. thing just turned off. Yeah, I know. Uh, what is what is your what is your uh, yeah. ideal on on death or or whatever? Or I've like seen that. him talk about death before, and he's and he's like, he goes like this. Oh my goes, god, no! Is that you? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he goes. 
Well, what I will say about it is when you die, a lot of people who love you are going to miss you. No shit. Yeah, those are fucking powerful words. But, but anyway, finish your E3. Fuck E3. Fucking destroy all humans. That was announced before E3. Yeah, yeah. I'm actually excited about that. Yeah. I want to probe some anals. Yes, of course you would after you got your colonoscopy. So anyway. Oh, just so everyone knows, I don't have cancer, so I'm, I'm yeah. not going to die. Not so yet. Yeah, not yet. Yeah. Not yet. Uh, but, uh, the odds are looking pretty fucking good, though. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just uh, E3. Eh. I don't really like video games anymore. <laughs> I don't know what to tell anybody. I think I'm starting to grow up. <laughs> you can still like video games and grow up. Yeah, I know, but I don't have an interest anymore. I think it's because of how video games have been going. Just the, the content. Because it's not even a nostalgia factor. There are games that I can go... Like, I just started playing Final Fantasy Tactics again. That game's fucking old. I'm fucking having a blast. <laughs> I can't play new games anymore. They're all fucking the same and in one way or another. They're either fucking Battle Royale or it's like, hey, welcome to this open world gathering fucking quest grab grab bag mission guy. Go, You know, you gotta go here and go here and talk to this guy and you have to stealth, huh? huh. It's like, I don't know. It's always the same shit. I'm getting sick of it. Well, I don't blame you. I... I, I... That's I, that's where I am with movies. Yeah. And uh, well, well, that's and where I, I am. With, I yeah. was already on that with movies. I stopped yeah. watching. And movies I hate and all those people, anyway. So. Yeah. It's kind of the same thing with music too. Yeah, you know, honestly, I, I haven't been listening I, to music as much. I don't. I haven't listened to any new music. Uh, uh, the only new music I listened to recently is Murderous Intent. Murderous Intent, and I highly recommend them. They're on Spotify. Murderous Intent. If you love it heavy, you love it in your face, and you want it in the ass. That's gets, why he loves it. Fucking pound someone's fucking face in when you're listening to it. Check out Murder. For him, it's pounding someone's ass it will in. Fuck you up. Shout out to Clayton Carcass. Yeah. So there you go. There's that. That was an ad. Was yeah. that a good ad? <laughs> we didn't get paid for that. Ad. No, no, it was free. Did you do free an ad, ad for the podcast? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we do a fucking podcast. <laughs> Yeah, we got a podcast. Yeah. Uh, whatever. I'm playing fucking... I'm playing fucking... Uh, I mean, the new operators for Siege come out tomorrow? I might play some Siege for the next couple days or so until I'm bored of it. So... Which I will get bored of it. Because hmm. I've been weaning off of Siege, too. All I do is play Final Fantasy fourteen now. So... You got anything else? I got nothing, dude. Uh, there's a bunch of UFO shit. Uh, all I can tell you is look at it. It's in the news. Oh, yeah, U.S. Navy shit. Yeah, just look uh, up U.S. Navy uh, aliens. Yeah, and it'll come right up. It's yeah. in the news. Uh, I really don't want to talk about it much because it's I'm like still... It's like an episode thing. It's Because it's, it, it involves Tom DeLonge. It involves John Podesta. Yikes. It, it involves a bunch of people I, I'm, I'm, I'm unsure about. And he does have a new show on the History Channel, which they say is is really good. Really? I, I, I don't know. I didn't. You seen it's good? I didn't watch it. I didn't watch it. Like I said, I, I'm a little confused about the party involved uh, that's pushing this UF because the UFO community is like disclosure, disclosure. It's finally happening. You know what? I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. So, uh, so there's that. 
Uh, I know I keep saying it too. Me, me and Jake are going to start doing a news podcast. Mm-hmm. Really? Uh, yeah, I, I, I've said it a couple times. Oh yeah. Uh, he but, want, he's going to do it with you? Yeah, yeah. He he like he wants news. to he wants to yeah. yeah like news like like real news. He, he, like, I'm sure it's going to be pretty vulgar, but it's going to be real news. Oh, so he agreed yeah. he wants to do that? Yeah. Uh, the only problem is is my fucking recorder, I haven't figured out how to use it like Bro. yours, where you can hear through the headphones. You should, yeah, you yeah, should yeah, just mine. plug it in and it should play back. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. It's not like this one. You don't just hook it up Damn and dog. you can hear it. That's that rough. One, yeah, that one there. Like, maybe there's something I'm missing. Jake said he's going to check it out, and but but when we do, when we do that, it's it's going to be maybe you should keep saving those Amazon gift cards to get one of these. Yeah. Oh. Oh. By the way, I I I take surveys. Uh, yeah, I'm still and, doing uh, it too. Yeah, dude, I got fifty dollars. I'm up to fifty bucks free cash on Amazon, bro. Well, good luck. Fifty you. bucks. I only get iTunes. Dude. Oh yeah, that's what fucking Tony. Tony had the same yeah. problem. Yeah. Whatever. It's paying for my Spotify. Yeah. We'll see. There you go. Whatever. Dude, I, I do these surveys when I take a shit or, or whatever. I yeah. got I got some downtime. I'm smoking a cigarette, you know. Instead of fucking around, I just take a survey. Adds up at the end of the week. I got 50 bucks. Once again, we're not being sponsored. Yeah, I'm not. Well, we didn't tell you who it, it, it is. True, true. And I'm not going to tell you because I don't want you to get any of my money. Yeah. <laughs> Because too many people it's do our, it. Yeah. If too many people do it, you won't it's, get as much money. You're fucking right. Yeah. I don't know. It says they've already gave away a lot of fucking money on there. Yeah, yeah. Did you see the counter on there? Yeah, supposedly they gave away a lot of money. Okay. Uh, so <clears> so <throat> I got I got no... I, I, there's plenty of news, but I, I got no uh, news. 19 million, supposedly? Yeah, 19 million. Well, well 50 bucks of that is mine. We're at 26 minutes, should I talk? All right, should yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, I'll set this up for you. What this is going back to is uh, last week. Last week we didn't do a podcast. Sorry, because I was the, sick. James was sick. I got fucked in the ass. Yeah. Um, but if you saw on Facebook, we had videos on Facebook of me before I got fucked in the ass and, and oh, after yeah. I got fucked in the ass. And we had a little. Uh, and then we had a little road trip afterwards. Yeah, by road trip we were just driving past the Playtime Boutique. Yes, and um, it is an adult. And and he store. he was going pretty fast, and I was like, "Wait, stop, stop, stop! I want to go to Billy Town Boutique because I want to see this place. I want to see the inside of this place." And, I went, and so we went in. Pretty disappointed. Uh, there's not as much stuff as I thought there was going to be, yeah. but they did have a variety of things. They had <laughs> so you know, there's another one right across the street. Yeah, that, too. Skeezy. Yeah, that one's a little skeezier. Uh, but that one is very it was very nice on the inside, but. And well made, I will say they have it presented very nicely. And they're, oh, yeah. they're. Is that me. you? It was me. It was me getting my a, shit is shit out. Okay. It's me but getting p- potential spam from somebody in Georgia. Well, anyway, and the register girl was cute, and uh, stuff like that. But and we were looking at gigantic dildos. They're fucking huge, dude. They're gigantic. Yo, there was one that was like as big as my fucking forearm. She was probably wondering why you three dudes were checking that out because <laughs> little Jake was with them. I, I think I think she probably it probably thought, happens all the time. Yeah, but that's besides the point. She probably thought it was fucking. She probably knew that we were in there as a fucking joke because we were fucking giggling like little retards the whole time. So I know the last time I was in there, I asked the chick that was there, which has been the same chick forever. I was like, so does this ever get weird for you? Just no, not anymore. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, I do have 
a review because you see, if you guys watched the video, you would know that I walked out of that place with a certain item. I walked out with a flashlight. Now, before I get into the review itself, I would like to mention real quick that I kind of like fucked around with it in the car while not used it. Wow. Okay. Uh. <laughs> nah, but I was like, I was like, I was like fucking around with it. I was like, I so like Jake, little Jake, actually gave me a suggestion to, to hold one end closed and then blow into it, and it can made a bubble. It made a bubble on the inside. It was very funny. Uh, and then I was like, you know, doing weird shit with it. And I was using it as like a little whack, like. <laughs> but anyway, I had noticed that. I think that they might have varying sizes for varying guys, and I and I remember telling Jake here, I was like, dude, this hole looks a little bit small. I mean, and he's like, nah, dude, they stretch and shit. And I was like, yeah, I know, but like, they can only stretch so much. And I was like, I'm gonna tell you guys right now, I ain't, I, ain't, I don't got a monster dong by any means, but I got some girth, okay. And my worry was is that it was a little bit. A little bit on the smaller side. So, but I was like, okay, whatever. Maybe Jake's right. It'll stretch. Your buddy Justin's real excited about this review. Yeah, hopefully. This is funny. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I, I literally only used it two times. And then I was done. And I'll tell you why in a, right now. So, anyway. There's two reasons. I think it, A, didn't feel as good because it's, it, I think it's overpaid. I, I spent 40 bucks for something that, I, 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 40 bucks, 40 bucks. It didn't even feel that good. Okay, I'm going to be real with you guys. Okay, 40 bucks didn't feel that good. 40, 40 bucks, it kind of ripped a little bit. It didn't rip entirely, but it, it ripped enough to make a little air bubble in there. And I was like, what the hell? And it was like, it's not ruined, but it's like, it, it's all loose now. <laughs> but it's like... <laughs> but anyway. Do you, do you, and I'm thinking, do you use enough lube? <laughs> yes. But the thing is, is that... Uh, the thing is, is that... Uh, fucking... I, I think there's two things. I think that you're supposed. I think you have to like literally look. I think there might be information on the box. I haven't checked because I don't I have no intention of ever using it again. But uh, I might even fucking throw it away because I don't want anybody to stumble across it accidentally. But uh, the thing is, is that they might have varying sizes for different dudes because and and then not to mention, I think that I think you don't need it, but I think it helps to have that plastic thing that goes over it i was about to say you you got one of the like a knockoff fucking it wasn't a knockoff one it was it was one of their their more expensive one actually but it, just but it wasn't it, an actual flesh but it was just a pocket no it wasn't a pocket one either it wasn't it wasn't small enough to be a pocket one it was it was actually a fully sized one but it just didn't have a plastic or plastic outer shell and i think that keeps it all together so i think like you know what i mean so like, I, and I was telling it because I was talking to some friends about it because because people were like, "Yo, what are they like? I've never bought one before." And I was like, "Dude, honestly, I think that they need that plastic outer thing because because it, it probably keeps it all together so that you don't lose tightness. You know what I mean?" But I was like, "Dude, if I use plastic and now plastic outer shell for that one, I think I might have strangulated my dick. So like, that would have been a problem." What are you looking up? <laughs> Nothing. Just keep talking. So, my review is. Uh, that thing would be cool uh, for $10. That's how much I'd willing, be willing to spend on it because because it doesn't even feel that much better than just rubbing one out. Wow, get the fuck out. Yeah. So. So you were robbed. You were robbed, basically. No, I, I think... I think I think it's a mental thing. Hmm. I think it's a mental thing. I think if you, re- if you really want to pretend that you're fucking a pussy, then I, maybe and, it's great. And he used a DVR... 
or what? Not VR. The VR. The VR. Uh, yeah, it, it didn't make it any more immersive. Yeah, he used the VR. It didn't make it any more immersive. I mean, it's the same thing as using my fucking hand. So, all I'm gonna say is you should get a real flashlight with a case. Maybe, maybe at some other point because they're expensive. The one I bought I was forty dollars, and the ones we looked at on the internet were eighty dollars. That's a lot of money. I just got two hundred bucks for selling my boat, though. Yeah. I went and looked at chainsaws at uh, Tractor Supply. By oh the yeah, way. how'd that go? They have nothing there. Really? They only have a, they they have three Husqvarna's and one Poliner. Wow, dude! When I went there in the fuck, well, that was the winter. Maybe that's why. Mm. When I went there in the winter, they were loaded with fucking chainsaws. Like different brands and shit. Yeah. yeah no, yeah. they only had two brands: Husqvarna's yeah. and a Poliner. Poliner was cheaper. The Husqvarna's oh. were overpriced, over market price. I was actually the, the ones that I get on that I could get on the internet yeah. were less. Yeah. So, uh, Ace has they're they're a uh, steel steel carrier. Steel carrier. Steel steel. Is that how you oh, say? Oh, still. It? Still. Yeah, oh, still. yeah. Still. Yeah, I'll go look at Ace next time. But we'll see. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're gonna get into this fucker. But yeah. There you go. Uh, I just want to say before we get into him, uh, the purge on Twitter must be going good because over, our Twitter's banned. Uh, over a hundred in. Over 150 people we followed are now gone. Oh. And about 50 people that followed us are now gone. So so that's going good. Keep up with the censorship, guys. You're doing a good job. Okay. Let's talk about the coolest motherfucker that ever walked this earth. What? The coolest? Teddyeth Bundyeth. Theodore Bundy. Um, Are we doing SNR or Analysis? Hey. No. I'm Dead Bundy. I'm going to fucking rape and kill you. <laughs> you guys like that? <laughs> anyway. Uh, no, I didn't. Uh, he was initially born. Ted Bundy. Let's get into it. I'm going to start with his early life. You know, typical stuff. I'm going to go kinda in chronological order here. So, uh, starting off here, Theodore Robert Bundy, but he was originally born Theodore Robert Cowell uh, because of his mom. Because his mom was a hoe. No, I'm kidding. Uh, no, his mom wasn't a hoe, but she <laughs> did not have a legitimate father for Bundy. So, Isn't that how most of them end up? Uh, yeah, but it, I don't think his father has anything to do with him killing Maybe. I'll get into that in a second. He's born on November 24th, 1964, no, 1946 in Burlington, Vermont. He died on January 24th, 1989 in the Florida State Prison in Bradford County. He was executed via the electric chair. And his ashes were uh, scattered at an undisclosed location at Cascade Range, Washington. His convictions were aggravated kidnapping, a kidnapping, kidnapping, Attempted murder, burglary, murder, and rape. Uh-huh. Spectacular. Anyway, um, <laughs> he had uh, a 30-person kill count and possibly more. Uh, and his span of crimes went from 1974 to 1978. So, let's get it going. And as per the usual, I start off with the Wikipedia summary. Here we go. Here we go. Jesus, pay attention. Pay the fuck attention. <laughs> I am. 
Theodore Robert B- uh, Bundy, born Theodore Robert Cowell, November 24th, uh, ni- uh, 1946, uh, was an American serial killer and necrophile who was ki- kidnapped... Who kidnapped, raped, and murdered numerous young women and girls during the 1970s and possibly earlier. Uh, after more than a decade of denials, before his execution in 1989, he confessed to 30 homicides that he committed in seven states between 1974 and 1978. The true uh, number of victims is unknown and possibly higher. Many of Bundy's young female victims regarded him as handsome and charismatic, traits that he exploited to win their trust. Uh, win their trust. At period. I don't know why I kept reading as if there was more. There wasn't. He would typically approach them in, a pu- in public places, <clears throat> feigning injury or disability, or impersonating an authority figure before overpowering and assaulting them in, a, in secluded areas. Uh, he sometimes revisited his secondary crime scenes, grooming and performing sexual acts with the decomposing corpses until petrification. Uh, and destruction by wild animals made any further interactions impossible. He decapitated at least 12 victims and kept some of the severed heads as mementos in his apartment. On a few occasions, he broke into dwellings at night and bludgeoned his victims as they slept. In 1975, Bundy was jailed for the first time when he was incarcerated in Utah for aggravated kidnapping and attempted criminal assault. And that was in 75, you said? Yes, he actually got busted pretty early. Yeah, holy shit. No, he got busted pretty early because his, 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 like, the six kills he got out, out of jail... Uh, yeah, he got like another six more when he broke out of jail the second time. You'll, you'll, I'll talk about that later. Uh, he then became a suspect in a progressively longer list of unsolved homicides in several states facing murder charges in Colorado. He engineered two dramatic escapes and committed further assaults, including three murders, before his ultimate recapture in Florida in 1978. For the Florida homicides, he received three death sentences and two separate trials. Bundy was executed in the electric chair at Florida State Prison on January 24th, 1989. Biographer Ann Rule described Bundy as a sadistic sociopath who took pleasure from another human's pain in the control he had over his victims to the point of death and well, even I mean, after. Don't we all? Hell yeah. That's Hell what I'm yeah. talking about. Fucking hero. <laughs> he once called himself the most cold hearted son of a bitch you'll ever meet. <laughs> Wow, I don't think you could call yourself that, but whatever. Attorney Paulie Nelson, uh, a member of his last defense team, wrote he was the very definition of heartless evil. And that's it for the Wikipedia summary. That that being said, um, I guys, I think this might be a two-episoder. We'll see. We'll see how far we go. There's a lot of stuff. But uh, I just wanted to throw something in here real quick because I read something... Uh, Anne Rule, uh, she said, sadistic sociopath. I notice a lot of people throughout the history of Ted Bundy keep calling him a sociopath. That is incorrect. Psychologically incorrect. He is a psychopath. And uh, those there are two different things. Uh, yeah, that's that's why he would have made a good politician. Yes, yeah. actually. Yeah. They say that Fortune 500 people and politicians are sociopaths and psychopaths. Yeah. But, uh, so, uh, well, they're both, typically. Because but but psychopaths are a little bit more sociopaths can function society. A psychopath would have difficulty functioning in society. A sociopath can be a successful member of society. A psychopath is like can be somebody who like doesn't understand why is it so bad that I fuck babies. <laughs> like that's Anthony Weiner. Yes, yeah, sort of. But he didn't fuck babies. 
You see, Ted Bundy is also a little bit different in the sense that, like, if you look at uh, Jeffrey Dahmer, Jeffrey Dahmer had, uh, like, paranoid schizophrenia. He had psychosis, like, super bad. So to a degree, you almost feel kind of, sort of bad for Jeffrey Dahmer because he had, even though he had control, he didn't really have full control over his brain. He had he had control to the sense to the point where he knew that what he was doing would get him arrested, but he like didn't really know what he was doing completely. He wasn't all right in the head. Yeah. Whereas Ted Bundy knew he was doing something bad, and he just did it because he wanted to fucking nut. So like, <laughs> yeah. so like, the guy was kind of a not good person. And there's no way you can possibly feel bad for this guy. Real, there really isn't. There is no room for sympathy with this guy. He's an actual fucking bad person. There is no like, oh, yo, you know, he has schizo- uh, schizophrenic fucking tendencies and he has fucking uh, hallucinations and he blacks out and stuff like that. You can't then... No. It's whatever. So uh, I'm going to start with his childhood... And then we're going to work our way up. So, childhood. Ted was born on November 24th, 1946 to Eleanor Louise Cowell at the Elizabeth Lund Home for Unwed Mothers in Burlington, Vermont. Father's identity was never determined with any degree of certainty. Multiple sources actually uh, for the father. uh, there There are multiple sources for the father, but none are conclusive. But... There's a theory that it would uh, that Luis's abusive father, uh, Bundy's grandfather, uh, was the was the father of uh, Ted Bundy. Like 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 his father raped the, the mom. He, like his grandfather raped his mom, and he could have been a product of incest, possibly. That's what some of the family members have hmm. said. But that's there's no there's no way to prove that. There's no proof. So. Uh, he lived in Philly for the first three years of. Uh, he lived in Philly for the first three years of his life for, with his grandparents. Uh, they posed that uh, they posed him as his son, as their son. Uh, he wasn't, but they uh, they even said that his mom was his sister, stuff like that. But eventually, it came out. You know, it was her, she she had an illegitimate child, stuff mm-hmm. like that. They had to explain that to Bundy and everything like that. And in fact, Bundy actually, there's two different. I don't know, there's two there's two different fucking ways uh the story goes. Hold on. I'm just reading to make sure I don't have it already written down. All right, yeah, so I don't have it written down. There's two different uh two different uh cases. Bundy said that he found his birth certificate and his father was on, like he does there's no listing for the father. And then there's also a uh another story that he gave because he's given two different stories for different people. Uh, and there's another one saying that a girl was fucking teasing him, calling him a bastard child, and he was like, "No, no, I'm not." And then, and then his cousin showed the the girl the fucking birth certificate, and it was like, "Yeah, he's a fucking bastard child." Look at him. <laughs> and so, um, but continuing, and this is straight from Wikipedia here. Sometimes I copy straight off of Wikipedia if there's details that I don't want to miss at all. Because when I paraphrase, I might miss something. I only paraphrase stuff that, like, I just want to get through real quick. You know, uh, stuff that's broad terms, broad, broad uh, details, stuff like that. I know that's kind of an oxymoron, broad details. But uh, when I copy and paste something off of uh, Wikipedia, it's because I want to get the full, the full, the full nut. So... (laughs) In some interviews, Bundy spoke warmly of his grandparents and told Rule, and Rule, 
uh, that he identified with, respected, and clung to his grandfather. In 1987, however, he and other family uh, wait, I'm sorry. He and other family members told attorneys that Samuel Cowell, his grandfather, was a tyrannical bully and a bigot who hated blacks, Italians, Catholics, and Jews. Uh, beat his wife and his and the family dog and swung the neighborhood cats by their tails. <laughs> Same. Anyway, he once threw, <laughs> he once threw Luis's younger sister Julia down a flight of stairs for oversleeping. He uh, sometimes spoke aloud to unseen presences and at least once flew into a violent rage when the question of Bundy's paternity was raised. Bundy described his grandmother as a timid and obedient woman who periodically underwent electroconvulsive therapy for depression. That shit ain't working. And feared to leave their house towards the end of her life. Uh, Bundy occasionally exhibited disturbing behavior even at an early age. Uh, Julia recalls awakening one day from a nap to find herself surrounded by knives from the Coel kitchen. Her three-year-old nephew was standing by the bed smiling. Which was Ted Bundy. Um, Louise changed her last name to Nelson back to me paraphrasing changed her last name to Nelson and was urged by family members to move to Tacoma, Washington in 1951 Louise met Johnny Culpepper Bundy a hospital cook (laughs) a hospital cook and uh, and, uh, she met him at a single night a singles night at a bar they married later that year, and Johnny formally adopted Ted Bundy and apparently this guy was actually pretty cool like stepdad to, to Ted Bundy, but Ted was like a dick to him. Johnny uh, and Louise conceived four children of their own, and although uh, Johnny tried to include his adoptive son in camping trips and other family activities, Ted remained distant. He later complained to his girlfriend that Johnny wasn't his real father, wasn't very bright, and didn't make much money. So, so when he moved, he moved out of Philly. Then, yeah, that was that was he was young. So he's only he must have only been by 51 he's born in 46 so yeah, he would have yeah, been five years old yeah all the lucky ladies of Philly missed out there yep hmm. <laughs> he, 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 quick trivia because he killed a bunch of fucking sorority whores no I'm oh. kidding <laughs> no I'm kidding uh, they were fine young women uh, but uh, at that uh, those those uh, those sororities down there, you can't in Florida. You can't even joke about fucking Ted Bundy. Yeah. You, his name is like a banned word down there. Apparently, oh, well, I could imagine what the fuck. Yeah, dude. you can't even say Ted, even though it's been fucking fucking thirty years. Grow the fuck up. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I'm serious. What the fuck? It didn't affect you. Huh? Sounds like another argument I'm familiar with. Wow. <laughs> I don't know, man. But I guess those sorority sisters are like, we're sisters. Oh, my God. We're going to be here together forever. Oh, my God. Now get that shampoo bottle and stick it up my ass. <laughs> Here's your hazing. Stupid. Stupid. I don't even like I don't even like fraternities. Stupid. I was driving through ESU and I saw some fraternity houses and I thought they were fucking stupid. I didn't even see who was in the inside. I just oh, said it's there stupid. Go, there go our college fans. I don't fucking care. Fucking stupid. Anyway, continuing. Here is another excerpt from Wikipedia. Bundy had different recollections of Tacoma when he spoke to his biographers. When he had talked to Mycod and Ainsworth, he described how he roamed his neighborhood picking through trash barrels in search of pictures of naked women. 
When he spoke to Polly Nelson, he explained that he perused detective magazines, crime novels, and true crime documentaries for stories that involved sexual violence, uh, particularly when there were, there were stories uh, when the stories were illustrated with pictures of dead or maimed bodies. In a in a in a letter to Anne Rule, he asserted that he never ever read fact detective magazines and shuddered at the thought that anyone would. Uh, in his conversation with Mycod, he described how he would consume large quantities of alcohol and canvass the community late at night in search of un, un, undraped windows where he could observe women undressing or whatever else could be seen. I swear you keep saying Mycock. Micah. <laughs> it's Mycod. <laughs> Micah. Micah. I can't trust him or her. Dutch. Anyway. That's a game reference. Got it. He won't get it. Ha ha. Ha Fuck you. Bundy has two accounts of his life. One stating that he was aloof and antisocial. And uh, quote unquote, no natural way to make friends. Uh, in terms of his, how he socialized. But he had told Anne Rule that he was well known and liked. And he quote unquote, described himself as like a medium sized fish in a large pond. <laughs> wow. Yes. Uh, during high school, he was arrested at least twice on suspicion of burglary and auto theft. When he reached age six, uh, or age 18, the details of the incidents were expunged from his record, uh, which is customary in Washington. So it is uh, suspected that he had a very early stinge of being a kleptomaniac, which will kind of show in his marriage. I didn't write it down because it wasn't important, but his marriage with... Uh, I don't even know if they were married, really. Elizabeth, uh, I don't even know how to say her last name. It's like some something fucking like Polish or something. Yeah, Elizabeth <sighs> doesn't matter. Yeah. She didn't die, so she's good. But anyway, uh, she fucking, like, uh, she used to be like, yo, where did you get all this shit? Aren't you, like, poor as fuck right now? And he, because he'd come up with, like, new TVs and shit, and, and he'd be like, if you fucking ask me that question again, I'll break your neck. Yeah. So, like. I mean, as you do. Yeah, that's just normal. You don't, you don't question people like that. Yeah. Nah, but uh, he was stealing shit, so. He, he's always been stealing shit, and he's, like, got a stinge on fucking. He constantly is fucking stealing cars throughout his fucking lifetime here, so. Mm-hmm. You need a car, you need a car. Yeah. Fucking ain't right. Yeah. So you buy one. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> university years. Going on to his university years. Hey, yeah, that's a that's a fucking uh, she's she's grinded on someone at a Cannibal Corpse concert. Yeah. Woo! Oh no, that's a different one. That's a different video. <laughs> Don't you just love other cultures? Oh my god! This just is keep other talking culture. about the fucking murder. This okay. is this is why we're fucking retarded. <laughs> University. <laughs> <laughs> they can't see what's on that fucking TV anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, after graduating from high school in oh. 1965, Bundy spent a year at the University of. Uh, Puget Sound? I don't know how to say this. It's Well, I mean, it's P-U-G-E-T. Yeah, yeah you Puget, said it right. Okay, Puget Sound. Uh, UPS. Ha 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 So, uh, before he transferred to the University of Washington in uh, 1966 to study Chinese. 
<laughs> That's what he went to go study is Chinese. Yeah, he went to go study Chinese language. I guess what the fuck is that kind of, kind of major? This is why this guy's a serial killer. That's <laughs> why fucking Hitler killed six million Jews because well, actually, I think I think Washington, the Washington State, like Chinese and Japanese. That's a big thing there because I, I think it is. If you look into it, I think it is. Okay. In 1967, he became a ro- romantically involved with uh, a University of Washington classmate, with a University of Washington ca- classmate who was identified by several pseudonyms in Bundy's biographies. Most commonly, Stephanie Brooks. In, a early, uh, in early 1968, he dropped out of college and worked at a series of minimum wage jobs. He also volunteered at the Seattle office of Nelson Rockefeller's presidential campaign and became Arthur Fletcher's driver. Fucking explains a lot. <laughs> presidential campaign and became Arthur Fletcher's driver and bodyguard during Fletcher's campaign for lieutenant governor of Washington State. He was like, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get into politics. Then he seen that they're not fucked up enough, so he was like, no, fuck it, I'm going off on my yeah. own. In August of that year, Bundy attended the 1968 Republican National Convention in Miami as a Rockefeller delegate. Shortly thereafter, Brooks ended their relationship and returned to her family home in California, frustrated uh, by what she described as Bundy's immaturity and lack of ambition. Uh, Let it be known that Stephanie Brooks here was very rich. She was like a rich girl. And she was into politics and like business and stuff like that. And she expected a lot out of him. And he's even said that like... My relationship with Brooks was very uh, lasted very long after we broke up because she always wanted so much out of me that I felt like I couldn't give. <laughs> That's how he said. It. Wow. Uh, but uh, but, but where I leave off here, psychiatrist uh, psychiatrist Dorothy Lewis would later pinpoint this crisis as probably the pivotal time in his his development. Devastated by Brooks' uh, rejection, Bundy traveled to Colorado and then farther east, visiting relatives in Arkansas and Philadelphia and enrolling for one semester at Temple University. <laughs> it was at that, this time in early 1969, Rule believes, that Bundy visited the office of birth records in Burlington and confirms, confirmed his, two, his true parentage. So I guess he found out who his real dad was, mm. but nobody knows what that who that is. So, I don't know. So how can he find out and no one else can know? I don't know. Well, he just got some answer. That's, yeah. That should be public record then, right? Where he went? You'd think so. He returned to Washington fall of 1969 and met with Elizabeth... This is his new squeeze here. Uh, Elizabeth Klopfer? Klopfer? K-L-O-E-P-F-E-R. Klopfer. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to say Klopfer. Divorcee from Ogden, Utah, who worked as a secretary at the University of Washington School of Medicine, uh, Stormy relationship would continue past his initial incarceration in 1976. So, very dedicated. In, uh, in mid-1970, Bundy, now focused and goal-oriented, re-enrolled in University of Washington, this time as a psychology major. He became an honor student and uh, was well regarded by his professors. In 1971, he uh, took a job at Seattle's Suicide Hotline Crisis Center, where he met and worked alongside Ann Rule, the person who wrote that book and interviewed him. She wrote a book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so she's a money-grabbing bitch. Anyway, uh, a former Seattle police officer and aspiring crime writer who would uh, later write uh, one of the definitive Bundy biographies, The Strangers Beside Me. 
Rule saw nothing disturbing in Bundy's personality at the time and described him as kind, solicitous, and empathetic. <laughs> Imagine Ted Bundy working on a suicide line. Okay, but what will your tits look like if you're dead? <laughs> Just fucking do it and make sure you do it over here. Can you please tell me where you live so I can come and help you? <laughs> help you not kill yourself. That's what I mean, huh? America. I like how she's holding plastic straws. That's a fucking terrible picture. Save the earth. Anyway. After graduating from the University of Washington in 1972, Bundy joined a Governor Daniel J. Evans re-election campaign. Posing as a college student, he shadowed Evans' opponent, former Governor Albert Rosalini, and recorded his stump speeches for analysis by Evans' team. After Evans was re-elected, Bundy was hired as an assistant to Ross Davis, chairman of the Washington State Republican Party. Davis thought well of Bundy and described him as smart, aggressive, and a believer in the system. In early 1973, despite mediocre law school admission test scores, Bundy was accepted into, law school, into the law school of UPS and the University of Utah on the strength of letters of recommendations from Evans, Davis, and several uh, University of Washington psychology pr- uh, professors. <clears throat> During this time, he cheated on Elizabeth with Stephanie Brooks once again, once he had, uh, had seen his transformation into politics. Neither were aware of one another in terms of the relationship. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Stephanie Brooks was like, oh, you're into politics now? I'm a little fucking money-grubbing bitch? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> but nah, uh, that is fucked up, though. I hate how she's like interested in him after she, he, he's getting somewhere in his life. That's fucked up. It's fucked up to do it to anybody. That's dirty. It just reminds you that love's not real. <laughs> I'm kidding. In the fall of 1973, Bundy uh, matriculated that UPS law... Uh, 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 wow. I'm a fucking idiot and I said that completely wrong. In the fall of 1973, Bundy matriculated at UPS Law School and continued courting Brooks, who flew to Seattle several times to stay with him. They discussed marriage. At one point, he introduced. Uh, at one point, he introduced her to Davis as his fiance. In 1974, however, he abruptly broke off all contact. Her phone calls and letters were uh, unreturned, uh, and uh, she uh, got like you know how women get mad after the guy breaks up with them, and they get all like dumb, and it's like, yeah, she was like talking shit, and she was like, he just did that for revenge. That's what she, apparently what she said. He just did that for revenge because he broke up with him first. She should be lucky she didn't get cut the fuck up. Yeah, There's so she should, she should just shut the fuck yeah. up and never talk again. Fucking idiot. No. Bundy had begun skipping classes at law school, and by April, he had stopped attending entirely. As young women began to just dis- uh, disappear in the Pacific Northwest around the same time. <laughs> so, he had more important shit to do. <laughs> so, let's start uh, with first two series of murders. Let's start in Washington, Oregon. Alright, off of Wikipedia, shortly after midnight on January 4th, 1974, around the time that he deter- uh, terminated his relationship with Brooks, Bundy entered the basement apartment of 18-year-old Karen Sparks, uh, identified as Johnny Lenz and Mary Adams and Terry Ca- uh, Caldwell by various sources, but her name is Karen Sparks. So I'm not even, I should have just not even read that. So 18-year-old Karen Sparks, a dancer and student at the University of Washington. 
After bludgeoning the sleeping woman senseless with a metal rod from her bed frame, he sexually assaulted her with either the same rod or a metal speculum. Causing extensive internal injuries, she remained unconscious for 10 days, but survived with permanent physical and mental disabilities. So she woke up dead. <laughs> wow. Powerful. Powerful. <laughs> it was powerful. Yikes. In early more in the early morning hours of February first, Bundy broke into the basement home of Linda Ann Healy, uh, which is the big first one. You know, the, his first kill is Cherry Pop, uh, a, a University of Washington uh, undergraduate who broadcasts morning radio uh, weather reports for skiers. He beat her unconscious, undressed her blue jeans, a white blouse, and boots, and carried her away. This is mine. Like a fucking caveman. This is this is gonna play into my. This is gonna play into. Oh uh, yeah, but I thought I never mind. Uh, ow, fuck. So uh, this is gonna play into my MMO thing, like my 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 personal MO. Well, by by MO, I don't mean. Uh, I, I'm sorry. My theory about serial killers is what I should say, and about how they like work on the inside of their brains. So like. Uh, Hang on to that. The fact that he carried away like a fucking caveman Neanderthal. Uh, During the first half of 1974, a female college student disappeared at the rate of about one per month. Good rate, good rate. On March 12th, Donna Gail Manson, a 19-year-old student at the Evergreen State College in Olympia, 60 miles southwest of Seattle, left her dormitory to attend a jazz concert on campus, but never arrived. She didn't get to see the jazz show. He at least could have let her see the jazz show. Am I right, fellas? Eh. Nah. She didn't need to see it. It wasn't that good. Three out of five. So, on April 17th, Susan Elaine Raincourt uh, uh, disappeared while on her way to her dorm room after evenings after an evening advisors meeting at Central Washington State College in Ellensburg, 110 miles south east-southeast of Seattle. Okay, so that was a fuck up on fucking. Uh, that was a fuck up on fucking Wikipedia's part. East southeast. Uh, so southeast of Seattle. <laughs> on June first, Brenda uh, Carol Ball, 22, disappeared after leaving the Flame Tavern in Burien, near uh, Seattle Tacoma International uh, Airport. She was last seen in the parking lot talking to a brown-haired man with his arm in a sling. So that's the first time he was described as acting like he was like, Damn, retarded. Please help me. Please help me. So, in the early hours of June 11th, University of Washington student Georgianne Hawkins vanished while walking down a brightly lit alley between her boyfriend's dormitory... Dormitory. Dormitory. <laughs> dormitory uh, residence uh, and her sorority house. The next morning, three Seattle homicide detectives and a criminalist combed the entire alleyway on their hands and knees, finding nothing. After Hawkins' dis- after Hawkins' disappearance was publicized, witnesses came forward to report seeing a man in the night who was in the alley behind a nearby dormitory. Uh, he was on crutches with a leg cast and was struggling to carry a briefcase. So he was like, I can't fucking carry this. <laughs> Help me. I need help, pretty lady. Please come down this dark alley. Is that a knife in your bag? Shut up, we talk. Just help me. I'm a fucking meat cutter. During this period, he had <laughs> he met and dated Carol Ann Boone, a T. Uh, wow, I that was a typo. 
a twice-divorced mother of two who eventually will marry him in 1979 while he was in doing his trial. That's the lady that married him. He met her back in, what was it, 74? Yeah. Wow. True love, true love. Oh my god, we're already an hour in. I ain't even fucking through this shit. Yikes. So anyway, Bundy abducted two females at a crowded beach during a festival at Lake Sammamish, Issaquah. Sammamish. Uh, five female witnesses described an attractive young man wearing a wearing white tennis outfit with his left arm in a sling. Uh, introduced himself as Ted. Uh, was asking for help loading up his sailboat. Four refused, and one accompanied him as far as as far as his car and saw he had no sa- sailboat and immediately left. <laughs> so, <laughs> so he's not so fucking smart after all. Fuck it. Is this what you're looking at while I'm doing this? Are you are you pretending that you're dragging him off and fucking banging him over the head with an oak log? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> on September sixth, on September sixth, two grouse hunters, grouse, 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 grouse hunters stumbled across the skeletal remains of Ott and Nasland near a service road in Issaquah. Two- Issaquah. Oh, I'm sorry. I skipped one. I accidentally, I accidentally skipped one. I'm sorry. Issaquah. I'm sorry. One of the two abducted. Half Cherokee. Issaquah. One, <laughs> one of the two abducted. Uh, one of the two abducted witnesses saw him approach Janice uh, Ann Ott, 23, a probation caseworker at the King County Juvenile Court, with the uh, with the sailboat story, and watched her leave the beach with his company. About four hours later, Denise Mary Nasland, computer programmer, left a picnic to go to the restroom and never returned. Bundy told Stephen Mycott and uh, that Ott was still alive when he returned with Nasland, and forced one to watch as he murdered the other. Later denied this claim, but that's what he originally uh, claimed. On September 6th, two, uh, what was it, Grouse, Grouse? Grouse. Grouse hunters stumbled across the skeletal remains of Austin Naslan near a service road in Issaquah, two miles east of the of Lake Sammamish State Park. Now, on to Idaho, Utah, and Colorado murders. In August 1974, Bundy received a, a second ex- acceptance from the University of Utah Law School and moved to Salt Lake City, leaving Klopfer, Klopfer, Klopfer in Seattle. And that's his, that was uh, Elizabeth Klopfer, you know, the fucking bitch. Stupid ass. <laughs> While he called Klopfer often, he dated at least a dozen other women. <laughs> when he studied the first year law curriculum at a, a second time, he was devastated to find out the other students had something some intellectual capacity that he did not. He found the classes completely incomprehensible. It was a great disappointment to me, he said. So, he so basically was, he said, I'm fucking retarded. I'm, I'm stupid now, bro. <laughs> I'm too dumb for that shit. A new string of homicides began the following month, including two that were undiscovered until Bundy admitted about them. Uh... September 2nd, 1974, he raped and strangled a still unidentified hitchhiker. Uh, October 2nd, he sees 16-year-old Nancy Wilcox in holiday. He dragged her into a wooded area, intending to de-escalate his psych- uh, pathological urges, he claimed, and then released her, but strangled her accidentally. <laughs> 
Yeah, he he. So basically, he he fucking abducted her because he was he was having a, like an autistic yeah, yeah, fit, yeah. like an autistic fit, like. <laughs> And he killed her on accident. I think he did it on purpose. Haha. October 18th. Melissa Ann Smith. Dude, let it be known that this was only like two weeks later that he did this one. <laughs> this guy was he, This guy was going. He was going at this point. He was like like once every couple, like no more than once a month. Like, going for it. Go get her. Well, if you're going to do it. Got to do it hard. So, October 18th, Melissa Ann Smith, 17, daughter of police chief, disappeared after leaving a pizza parlor. Her nude body was found in a nearby mountainous area nine days later. Post-mortem examination indicated that she may have remained alive for up to seven days following her disappearance. Uh, This either means one of two things. She survived her, like, attack and was, like, crawling around for seven days, but I don't see that being possible. Or he tortured her for seven days. Which is not his MO at all. He doesn't do that. He doesn't do that at all. He doesn't torture them. He just fucking kills them and then fucks them. And then he, may, he might come back and fuck the dead body again a couple times. <laughs> you know, like a flashlight. Anyway, so... <laughs> on October uh, 31st, uh, Laura Ann I'm also 17, disappeared 25 miles south of the Lee... Uh, 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 south in Lee High. Not Lee High. It's not Lee High like we know it. Yeah. L- like L-E- L-E-H-I. After leaving a cafe just after midnight, her naked body was found by hikers nine miles to the northeast in American Fork Canyon on Thanksgiving Day. Free dinner, fellas. Happy Thanksgiving. (laughs) Both women were beaten, raped, sodomized, and strangled with nylon. That means sodomized, he went in a pooper. Yep, just like like the doctor did with you. Anyway, let's continue. Doop, doop. (laughs) Doop, doop. <laughs> what the fuck's Did you see that? Did you see that on my screen? No. Somebody signed in the Steam. Their name was Doop Doop. <laughs> uh, this is going to be one of his failures, but he attempted to abduct a Carol Duranche and failed. She gave a report on Bundy's appearance. However, po- police technology was limited, and uh, they, they really couldn't do much with the eyewitness report. And he wasn't really a suspect in any crimes yet, so they didn't have anything to cross-reference with. So him, that her telling them his description didn't mean much at the time. Um, he got pissed that she got away uh, after he beat the shit out of her, though, by the way. Let me just know. So good job. Good job. So anyway, he, he got pissed and immediately uh, went uh, 20 miles north and, like, as soon as he could and killed Deborah Jean Kent who was a uh, high schooler who just was getting done with her fucking high school play and left early to pick up her little brother. She didn't even make it to the car. He was just like, all right, I'm going to fucking kill this one. (laughs) At this point, Elizabeth Clover called the King County Police after reading that women had been going missing. Later, after suspicion of, of Bundy, uh, had been rising with the police stations. Elizabeth called Salt Lake County Sheriff, County Sheriff's uh, office, and repeat. Hey! <laughs> Stop it! <laughs> the Lake County Sheriff. Sorry, Scully was sh- shredding the fucking amp, bro. Anyway. Salt Lake County Sheriff's Office, uh, Elizabeth called them again. Well, not, she called a different police station, but she called the police again. 
and repeated her suspicions uh, as he was acting strange and she knew he had secrets. He, he She knew something was wrong with him. She was finding like p- women's panties. Like he... Th- oh, like, that is a dead giveaway. He was, she was finding all kinds of panties. She was finding like devices to kill people with and other things like that. Huh. So she was calling like the police being like, yo, well, my fucking boyfriend's being a weird dog. Yeah, that's kind of a red flag. So, uh, in 1975, Bundy shifted much of his criminal activity eastward from his base in Utah to Colorado. On January 12th, a 23-year-old registered nurse named Karen Eileen Campbell disappeared while walking down a well-lit hallway between the elevator and her room... Damn, he's good. ...at the Wildwood Inn, (laughs) now the Wildwood Lodge. Her nude body was found a month later next to a dirt road just outside the resort. Uh, she had been killed by blows to her head from a blunt instrument that left in, uh, left distinctive linear groove depressions on her skull. Her body was also also bore deep cuts from a sharp weapon. Yeah, dude, he like literally jumped on. She she went in the elevator to go to a different floor and immediately just took her. Like he was fast. I just seen this line. <laughs> oh yeah, hey, I'll read that. Don't worry. <laughs> On March 15th, 100 miles northeast of Snowmass, uh, Vail ski instructor Julie Cunningham, 26, disappeared while walking from her apartment to a dinner date with a friend. Bundy later told Colorado investigators that he approached Cunningham on crutches and asked her to help carry his ski boots to his car. Why would he have ski boots right? if he was on crutches? Well, oh, maybe yeah. he got hurt there. Yeah. 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 Uh, where he clubbed, the, uh, clubbed and handcuffed her. Then assaulted and strangled her at the at a secondary site near a rifle. There's a town named Rifle, just called Rifle, 90 miles west of Vail. <laughs> Weeks later, he made a six-hour drive from Salt Lake City to revisit her remains and get it gone. You know what I mean? Hey, baby, I know you. I'm back. <laughs> you looking a little fucking decomposed? You lost some fucking weight. Oh, God. Oh, that's gross. Yeah, it's disgusting. Uh, And I wrote this because there was like at least three more killings that were in full detail. And I couldn't, I I had to do the pot fucking podcast. So, uh, many more killings, LOL. I don't want to do them all. This N-word crazy. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) Arrest and first trial. This dumbass idiot got caught running away from cops in his VW bug with his lights off, acting suspicious as fuck. I wrote this, by the way. He did. Police, <laughs> because I, at this point I was kind of like, this this dude's so stupid. This guy's stupid. He acts like he's so smart, but he's stupid. So, uh, police officer that police officer that pulled him over after a car chase, fucking found two masks, a bag of cloth straps, a crowbar flashlight, rope, and gloves. They also cross-referenced that with the Durant attempted abduction. and Because they found some of the shit of, for him fucking acting like it was a cop. Because he tried he tried to act like he was a cop. What? Huh. <laughs> yeah, dude, he was... I don't know why he was driving down the road in the middle of the night with his lights off. I don't know. That's like a dead giveaway. Do you think people, other people don't have their fucking beams on, bro? The fuck does that? Why? What are you the, doing? The beams on, dude. They're gonna fucking see you if you cl- if you pass a cop. Your co- the cop's gonna fucking pull you over. And if you do get pulled over, why the fuck would you go on a car chase? 
Just fuck it. He probably would have been fine if he just pulled over. They're like, oh, I don't know. I'm dumb. I didn't turn him on. Ah, oh, sorry. I just know these roads so well. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, hey, did you know I can drive in the pitch dark from Weiss to fucking my house? I've, I have done it a couple of times. <laughs> fucking why? Just to see if I could. Oh, okay. Uh, probably shouldn't do that. Sorry, guys, I was loading. Uh, the police did not. <laughs> the police did not have sufficient evidence to detain Bundy, and he was released on his own uh, recognizance. Uh, Bundy later said that searchers missed a hidden collection of Polaroid photographs of his victims, which he destroyed after he was released. Jesus Christ! Yeah, talk about fucking stupid. Am I right? I, it's also stupid that he has a Polaroids of the people he killed. Oh, then again, that's what serial killers do, I guess, right? Yeah. Uh, you're pretty much just keeping evidence in your fucking house, so. Stood on a lineup on October 2nd in 1975 for the Durant incident, which is the woman he tried to fucking abduct. Durant immediately identified him as Officer Roseland, the disguise that he was using to attempt and take her. Uh... <laughs> And what's funny about this is he tried look t- changing his looks before he went there. Yeah. So, like, he parted his hair to the other side and he did a whole bunch of shit. And she was like, yo, that's the fucking guy. So, so like, he thought he was slick. And, like, I, I was watching this documentary and everybody was like, he could change his appearance at any moment. He, he just had that, that face. He just had that face. But then, like, like 30 seconds later, the, the ranch girl was like, yeah, he, like, fucking spotted him immediately. Like, <laughs> so, like, what does that fucking mean? There was, a, there was insufficient evidence to link him to Deborah Kent, which was the high school playgirl that he killed, whose body was never found. Uh, more than uh, enough evidence was there to charge him with aggravated kidnapping and attempted criminal assault. He was freed on 15K bail. On February uh, 1976, Bundy stood trial for the Durange kidnapping. On advice from his, uh, from his attorney, he waived his right to a jury due to, to the negative publicity surrounding the case. He was found guilty on kidnapping and assault, and he was sentenced 1 to 15 years. Was later charged for uh, Karen Campbell's murder, which gave him a lot. Well, I don't think they charged him yet. Yeah, he was going to court while he was in jail, and this is how he escaped. That's right. <laughs> so we're going on to, this, the, to the escapes, which pretty much a lot of this is straight up off the fucking Wikipedia, because it's interesting. June 7th, 1977, Bundy was transported to Pitkin County Courthouse in Aspen for a preliminary hearing. He had it... Hold on, before we continue, what's fucking... Okay, you know, we still got time. Keep running with it. June 7th, 1977, Bundy was transported to Pitkin County Courthouse in Aspen for a preliminary hearing. He had uh, elected to serve as his own attorney and as such was uh, excused by the judge from wearing handcuffs or leg shackles. During recess, he asked to visit the courthouse's law library to research his case. While hidden from view, he jumped from the second-story window and bolted, uh, hiked southward onto Aspen Mountain. Near its summon, uh, summit, he broke into a hunting cabin, stole food, clothing, and a rifle. The following day, he left the cabin and uh, continued south towards the town of Crested Butt. B-U-T-T-E. <laughs> Almost Crusted Butt. <laughs> but became lost in the forest. Three days later, yeah, it's probably Butte. Uh, later, he stole a car at the edge of Aspen Golf Course. Uh, cold and sleep deprived, and in constant pain from his sprained ankles, because he jumped out of a two-story building. Uh, 
he drove on back onto Aspen, where two police officers noticed his car weaving in and out of its lane and pulled him over. Fucking retard, at least drive, right? Yeah, right. He had been a fugitive for for six days. In the car were maps of mountain areas uh, around Aspen that persecutors were using to demonstrate uh, the location of Karen Campbell's body. As his own attorney, uh, Bundy had rights of discovery, indicating that his escape was not a spontaneous act, but had been planned. Back in jail in Glenwood Springs, Bundy ignored the, uh, the advice of friends and legal advisors to stay put. <laughs> the case against him, already weak at best, was deteriorating steadily as pre-trial motions uh, consistently re- uh, resolved in his favor and significant bits of evidence were ruled inadmissible. A more rational defendant might have realized that he stood a good chance of acquittal, <laughs> and uh, that beating th- that and that beating the murder charge in Colorado pro- would have probably have dissuaded other prosecutors. With as little as a year and a half to serve on the deranged conviction, had ten had Ted persevered, he could have uh, been a free man. Instead, Bundy assembled a new escape plan. He acquired d- detailed floor plans of the j- of the jail and a hacksaw blade from the other in- inmates, uh, and accumulated five hundred dollars in cash, smuggled in over six uh, smuggled in over a six month period. Uh, all that stuff. Uh, he later said by v- by visitors, Carol Ann Boone in particular, during the evenings. While he uh, later said. Oh, wow, I just fucking went in a loop there. God damn it. During the evenings, while other prisoners were showering, he sawed a hole in a hole about one foot... A hole, a hole about one foot square between the steel... That, that was a really bad sentence, Wikipedia. What the fuck? During the, He sawed a one foot, one foot wide square in the fucking ceiling, okay? Okay, we got it. Having lost 35 pounds... He was able to wiggle through it into uh, the crawl space above. In the weeks that followed, he made a series of practice runs exploring the space. Multiple reports from an informant of movement with from an informant of movement. Multiple reports from an informant say that there was movement within the ceiling during the night, uh, and they those claims were not investigated. I don't know who wrote that because, like, you know, the people wrote those write those fucking lines. Somebody wrote that and, and totally fucked that up. Jesus Christ. Oh, it wasn't him. By late 1977, Bundy, uh, Bundy's impending trial had become a cause... Celebre? Did somebody foreign write this? Somebody foreign wrote this, oh, this, this, this <laughs> section. A cause... Impending trial became... Ticker and a- <laughs> become a cause of sub, uh, uh, celebration in the small town of Aspen and Bundy filed a motion for a change of venue to Denver. On December 23rd, the Aspen trial judge granted the request but to Colorado Springs, where juries had historically been hostile towards murder sp- suspects. On the night of December 30th, with most of the jail staff on Christmas break and nonviolent prisoners on furlough with their families, uh, Bundy... piled books and files in his bed, covered them with a blanket to simulate him sleeping, uh, and climbed uh, into the crawl space. 
He broke through the ceiling into the apartment of the chief jailer who was out for the evening with his wife, changed into street clothes from the jailer's closet, and walked out the front door to freedom. (laughs) Yes. He took multiple transportation routes across the country and eventually made his way to Florida. He himself stating, It's as far away from the northwest as you can get. And it is easier to survive during the winter months. Because, you know, he tried doing that whole thing in fucking Aspen in the winter. And they got plenty of pussy down there. Yeah, to fucking kill. So anyway. Where we at here? Oh yeah, we can do this in one episode. We got this. We got this. Yes. Okay. One week after his arrival in Tallahassee in January 15th of 1978, Ben Bundy entered uh, Florida State University's Chi Omega sorority house through the rear door with a faulty locking me- mechanism. Uh, beginning around... That's their fault. Yeah. So really, he's not guilty anymore. <laughs> beginning around 2.45 a.m., he bludgeoned Margaret Bowman, 21, with a piece of oak firewood as she slept. Wow. <laughs> What do I got? What do I got? And he's firewood, all right. And then garroted her with a nylon stocking. Jesus. Same night, he entered the bedroom of 20-year-old Lisa Levy. uh, Yeah, Lisa Levy, and beat her unconscious. uh, Strangled her and tore off one of her nipples. (laughs) (laughs) Bit deeply into her left buttocks and then sexually assaulted her with a hair mist bottle. Classic classic hair mist bottle rape, you know, classic moment. Yeah. It's yeah. almost like the butter scene. Get the butter, you know? It's disgusting. <laughs> Same night, he entered the bedroom of Kathy Kleiner, breaking her jaw and deeply lacerating her shoulder. And then he went into the next room of Karen Chandler, who was given a concussion, broken jaw, loss of teeth, and a crushed finger. <laughs> Chandler and Kleiner survived the attack. February 8th, so, uh, he, you know, he had like half a month worth of downtime there. Uh, Bundy went into Jacksonville. There, he abducted and qu- killed 12-year-old Kimberly Diane Leach. Oh, Jesus Christ. He, her remains were found seven weeks later in an abandoned silver shed. Yeah, so, uh, like... Did you know that all these girls had similar haircuts, by the way? They all looked like they all had the same haircut. Hmm. Yeah, they all had yeah, that. I, they, all, I, they all had that parted down the side. Yeah, the one video I listened to, uh, yeah. they talked about the haircuts. Yeah, yeah. it's actually kind of weird because they had all the victims like lined up next to each other in pictures, and I was like, oh wow, they all do yeah, have the yeah. same fucking haircut. Yeah. So, that's the mo going on there. Um, February twelfth, anxious that the police were going to find him, and he and him not pl- paying his rent, <laughs> he fled westward across Florida, across the Florida Panhandle. Three days later, at around 1 a.m., he was stopped by Pensacola officer David Lee near Alabama state line after a check, noticing that the car was stolen. He, re- he resisted arrest, uh, but was eventually detained, uh, and court cases ensued, and his fake name was busted as well. He was using some guy's name. I forget what the guy's name was, but he was using some other guy's name, and then the other guy was, because this was all being televised, and the guy called up, and he was like, yo, that's not me. <laughs> like, yo, I'm over here. They, and they didn't know who the guy they didn't, in, in, down in Florida they had no idea who Ted Bundy was wow. even though he was on the top 10 most wanted <laughs> in the US so trials going on to trials so 
Following a change of venue to Miami, Bundy stood trial for the Chio Mega homicides and assaults in June 1979. Uh, the trial was covered by 250 reporters from five continents and that was the first to be televised nationally in the United States. Despite the presence of five court-appointed attorneys, Bundy again handled much of his own defense. From, be from the beginning, he sabotaged the entire defense effort out of spite, distrust, and grandois delusion. Don't you hate it when people say grandioise? Have you ever seen? Yeah, yeah. It's grandois. Yeah. So anyway, just kind of like when you know, have you ever seen people when they talk about the bourgeois, like the like yeah. rich people, the the bourgeois, yeah. and they say bourgeois. It's bourgeois, you fucking illiterate idiot. Anyway, Nelson later wrote, "Ted was facing murder charges with po with a possible death sentence, and all that mattered to him was apparently that uh, he be in charge." for that court case hmm. kind of cool he's like a cowboy <laughs> he's in horse. I'm in charge and a steel horse around I'm a cowboy yep just like that and I'm all here it's my own words because I'm the fucking cowboy I'm the cowboy and it's my words now okay that's what I fucking thought According to Mike Minerva, a Tallahassee public defender and member of the defense team, a pretrial plea be uh, bargain was negotiated in which Bundy would plead guilty to killing a Levy, Bowman, and Leach in exchange for a firm 75-year prison sentence. <laughs> Prosecutors were amenable to the deal. Amenable. 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 Were amenable to a deal by one account because, quote-unquote, Prospects of losing at trial were very good. Uh, like him losing. Yeah. <laughs> Bundy, on the other hand, uh, saw the plea deal as not only a means of avoiding the death penalty, but also as a tactical move. He could uh, enter the, uh, he could enter his plea, then wait a few years for evidence to disintegrate or become lost uh, and for the witnesses to die, move on, or retract their testimony. Once the case against him had deteriorated beyond repair, he could file a post-conviction motion to set aside the plea and secure acquittal. At the last minute, however, Bundy refused the deal. It made him realize he was going to have to stand up in front of the whole world and say he was guilty, Minerva said. He just couldn't do it. Huh. So he's delusional. Sort of, yes. He's a psychopath. He thinks he's innocent even though he knows he did it. That's how they work. Yeah. At tr at trial, crucial tr uh, crucial testimony. At trial, crucial testimony came from Chi Omega sorority members Connie Hanksting Hastings, who uh, placed Bundy in the vicinity of the Chi Omega house that evening, and Nita Neary, who saw him leaving the sorority house clutching the oak murder weapon, the fucking firewood. I bet you he's just, oh, you know, he's probably just, he just needs some firewood. Let him have some. He's probably cold. Uh, incriminating uh, physical evidence included uh, impressions of the bite wounds Bundy had inflicted on Lisa Levy's left buttocks, <laughs> which, which forensic uh, ontologist Richard Serveron and Lowell Levine matched to ca uh, castings of Bundy's teeth. Uh, the jury deliberated for less than seven hours before convicting him on July 24th, 1979 of the Bowman and Levy murders, three counts of attempted 
uh, attempted first-degree murder for the assaults on Kleiner, Chandler, and Thomas. Who the fuck's Thomas? Just throw it in. Whatever. And two counts of burglary. Trial judge Edward Cowart imposed death sentences for the murder convictions. Sorry, I had to pour one out for the victims. (laughs) Okay. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, um... That fucking stinks, dude. Does it? Yeah. I'm sorry. Oh my god, it does. Yikes. Yeah. Yeah. Now it smells like fart berry. (laughs) Six months later, a second trial took place in Orlando for the abduction and murder of Kimberly Leach. Uh, Bundy was found guilty once again after less than eight hours deliberation due to principally, uh, due to principal, principally, due to principally, what the, how does that, how does that work in the sentence though? Due to principally to the testimony of an eyewitness who saw him leading Leach from the schoolyard to his stolen van, a van, of course it is, taking a kid through a fucking van. Couldn't be more cliche, could you fucking Bundy? So smart, so smart. I'd have taken her in a fucking fire. out there midnight cheesing. I'd have fucking abducted a girl on a firebird. That would have been more rock star. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Burt Reynolds did that in Smokey and the Bandit. <laughs> oh, wait, no, she went willing. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Uh, don't tell that to feminists nowadays, because they probably would have said otherwise. Yeah. Important material evidence included clothing fibers and an unusual manufacturing error found in the van on Leach's body, uh, which matched fibers from the jacket Bundy was wearing when he was arrested. During the penalty phase of the trial, Bundy took advantage of obscure Florida law, providing that a marriage declaration in court in the presence of a judge constituted a legal marriage. As he was questioning former Washington State DES worker Carol Ann Boone, who had moved to Florida to be near Bundy, had testified on his behalf during both trials, and was again testifying on his behalf as a character witness, he asked her to marry him. You can actually see this clip on the internet. It's kind of yeah, funny. Yeah, yeah, I see it. Because he, he's like questioning her, and then he just like says, "Carol Ann Boone, will you marry me?" And then they, and then they like celebrate for a second. Yeah. Like, yeah, serial killer just got married. Woo. <laughs> uh, so she accepted, and Buddy declared the court, uh, c- declared to the court that they were legally married. Uh, on February tenth, nineteen eighty, uh, Bundy was sentenced f- uh, for a third time to death by electrocution. As the sentence was announced, he reportedly stood and shouted, Tell the jury they were wrong. (laughs) Did you guys hear my emotion in that? (laughs) Wrong. This third death sentence would be the the one un... uh, I'm sorry, the one ultimate... Your fart's like fucking hanging here. Yeah, it is. You like that? You like that, buddy? Yeah. Fucking slut? Anyway, ultimately carried out nearly nine years later. So, uh... And also, they gave by him the way, nine years for him to escape he again. fucked his wife while he was in jail, and they yeah, made a he, bunch of kids. Yeah, he was allowed to have conjugal visits. Yeah, but they weren't supposed to fuck. But yeah. you could bribe the fucking officers. Yo, yep. di- yo, dog, I'm getting some tang, yeah. and you fucking give him some dollars. <laughs> some dollars. Yeah, that's exactly how Ted Bundy yo, said it. Yo, my dude, because he was hanging out with a black. Don't worry, I ain't gonna kill this one. <laughs> I'm not gonna kill this one, right, fellas? Nudge, nudge, hey, yeah. Uh, fuck, Linda, let me fuck my wife. I mean, this sex can be really boring because she's not dead. But and he's not able to strangle her. Yeah. Well, he might be able to strangle her a little bit. <laughs> Just a little bit. Death row confessions. I don't have much written here. 
because uh, there wasn't really much to write about. Shortly after the conclusion of the Leach trial and the beginning of the long appeals process that followed, Bundy initiated a series of interviews with Michael McCod and Hugh Ainsworth, speaking mostly in the third person to avoid, quote-unquote, the stigma of confession. He uh, began for the first time to divulge details of his crimes and thought processes. And this is what that new show, that Bundy thing on Netflix is based on. That's the tapes. I watched. I watched some of it. I'm. I'm. I'm on the third, fourth episode, and I need to finish it. Yeah. So it's pretty interesting. Yeah, it's it's good. I mean, it's everything you already know. It's everything I'm going to tell you here. You're just again in a more presentable manner. So (laughs) from him. Yeah, sort of hit from him in a way. Uh, Admitted to deep mystical satisfaction with to to killing, uh, that he became one with his victims after killing them. So basically, he was the first tranny. Uh, what was that too much? <laughs> was that too bad? Guards in 1984 found two hacksaw blades in Bundy's jail. He was attempting another escape. That's fucking wild. Uh, and apparently, he got gang raped in jail. Good for him. <laughs> but he didn't admit to that. He doesn't want people thinking he's a homosexual. I'm okay with being a serial killer. No, he wasn't okay with that. He, but I'm not okay no, with No, no, he's not okay with that. He didn't admit he was a serial killer until 1989, right before they killed him. Like, yeah. he was he was trying to get and out of jail. And he said it in third person, so it yeah. didn't count. Because, well, he did that for legal reasons. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. Now, this is the shit I didn't write down because I didn't have enough time. But here's some MO stuff, modus operandi. You know, like how the guy fucking functions in his stupid fucking brain. So Bundy was unusually organizing calc- was an unusually organizing calculating criminal who used his extensive knowledge of law enforcement and methodologies to elude identification and capture for years. His crime scenes were uh, distributed over large geographic areas. His victims count his victim count had risen to at least 20 before it came clear that numerous investigators in widely separ- uh, <clears throat> disparate disparate jurisdiction ah uh, disparable all right, jurisdictions were hunting the same man. His assault method, methods of choice were blunt trauma and strangulation, two relatively silent techniques uh, <clears throat> that could be accomplished with common household items. Including logs. Including logs. <laughs> uh, he deliberately avoided firearms due to the noise they made and the ballistic evidence they left behind. Uh, he was meticulous. He was a meticulous researcher who exploited, explored his surroundings in minute detail looking for safe sites to seize and dispose victims. He was usually he was unusually skilled at minimizing physical evidence. Uh, his fingerprints were never found at crime scenes, nor were uh, any other incontrovertible... I don't know this word. Incontrovertible... Incontrovertible. I'm saying that right? Other incontrovertible evidence as of his guilt. A fact he repeated often during the years in which he attempted to maintain his innocence. Other significant uh, uh, obstacles for law enforcement were Bundy's generic, essentially anonymous physical features and curious chameleon-like ability to change his appearance almost at will. which is a fucking reptile. That's that's retarded because I, I look at pictures of him. The only one that looks different is when he was in fucking Tallahassee and he looked like a pedophile with a fucking mustache. Anyway, early on, police co- uh, complained that the futility of showing his photographs to witnesses, 
uh, he looked different in virtually every photo ever ever taken of him uh, in person. His expression would change would so change his whole appearance that there were moments that you weren't even sure you were looking at the same person. No, no. When I see a picture of Ted Bundy, I know it's Ted Bundy. I don't know. I don't know about you guys. No. I, don't, I don't look at Ted Bundy and be like, is that Ted Bundy or is this one Ted Bundy? Oh, they're both Ted Bundy? Oh, shit. <laughs> Said uh, Stuart Hansen Jr. So, Stuart Hansen Jr., that's the moron you guys should look up. So, um, <laughs> the judge... <laughs> he was really... He was really a chow... He was... James is falling the fuck apart over here. I don't mean to fall apart because they're using words that I've never fucking used in my life and never... Oh, no! Rocky found Ted Bundy. Wow. Anyway, he was really a changeling. Bundy was well aware of his unusual quality and he exploited it. Using subtle modifications of facial hair or hairstyles to significantly alter his appearance... As necessary. He concealed one of his distinctive identifying marks, uh, a dark mole on his neck with a turtleneck and, and shirts and sweaters. Uh, even his Volkswagen Beetle proved difficult to pin down. Its color was uh, variously described by witnesses as metallic or non-metallic, tan or bronze, or light brown or dark brown. Tell, I can tell you right now, I know the difference. So anyway, Bundy, <laughs> Bundy's modus operandi evolved... <laughs> In the organization and sophistication over time, as his uh, his typical uh, typical as is typical. I'm sorry, I read that wrong. As is typical of serial murders, according to the FBI experts, early on it consisted of a forcible late night entry followed by violent attack with a blunt weapon on a fleet sleeping victim. Some victims were sexually assaulted with inert objects. All except Healy uh, were left as they lay unconscious or dead. As his methodology. Evolved, Bundy became progressively more organized in his choice of victims in crime scenes. He would employ various ruses uh, designed to lure his victim uh, to the vicinity of his vehicle where he had pre-positioned a weapon, usually a crowbar. Uh, in many cases, he wore a plaster cast on one leg or a sling on one arm and sometimes hobbled on crutches and, and then requested assistance in carrying something to his vehicle. Bundy was regarded as handsome and charismatic by many of his victims, uh, traits he exploited to win his co- win their confidence. Uh, Ted Lord Females, McCud wrote, <laughs> no shit, <laughs> the, w- the way a lifeless silk flower can droop a honeybee, can dupe a honeybee. Okay. That, that was beautiful. Yeah, thanks, my God. That was really unnecessary. Once... <laughs> Still swear you're saying. Say my cock. Once... <laughs> Once near or inside his his vehicle, the victim would be overpowered, bludgeoned, and restrained with handcuffs. Most were sexually assaulted and strangled, either at the primary crime scene or, more commonly, after transport to a pre-selected secondary site, often cons- uh, often a considerable distance away. In situations where his looks and charms were not useful, he invoked authority by identifying himself as a f- police officer or firefighter. Toward the ends of towards the end of his spree in Florida, perhaps under the stress of being a fugitive, he regressed to indiscriminate attacks on sleeping victims. At secondary sites, he would remove and later burn victims' clothing. Uh, and let me note: this is all from fucking Wikipedia. These are not my words. I am just reading this because I did not have enough time to write this shit down. <laughs> so, uh, or in at least one case, Cunningham's. Uh, 
deposit them in in a Goodwill Industries collection bin. <laughs> well, at least he was making sure if people need it, got it. Here you fucking go, guys. Oh, dude. Here's some dead people clothing. Uh, Bundy explained that the clothing removal was ritualistic, but also a practical matter as it minimi- uh, minimized the chance of leaving trace evidence at the crime scene that could implicate him. A manufacturing error in fibers from his own clothing, ironically, proved uh, a crucial incriminating link to Kimberly Leach. He often revisited secondary crime scenes to engage in acts of necrophilia and to groom or dress up the cadavers. <laughs> I didn't know he did that. He's playing Dolly. He's, he's playing Dolly. <laughs> Some victims were found wearing article, uh, articles of... Uh, clothing that they had never worn or <laughs> nail polish that the family family members have never seen. He took Polaroid photos of many of his victims. Well, when you work hard to do something right, he told the Hagmire, you don't want to forget it. <laughs> oh, <my laughs> Consumption of large quantities, quantities of alcohol was an essential component, he told Ke- uh, Keppel uh, and letter McCod. Uh, he needed to be extremely drunk while on the prowl in order to significantly diminish his inhibitors and to sedate the quote-unquote dominant personality that he feared might prevent his inner entity from acting on his impulses. <laughs> Gotta play Dolly. Uh, all of Bundy's known victims were white females, most middle-class backgrounds, almost all were between the ages of 15 and 25, and most were college students. He apparently never approached anyone he might have met before. In their last conversation before his execution, Bundy told Klopfer he had purposely stayed away from her when he felt the power of his sickness building within him. I will say that it seems like the only person he ever loved was that Klopfer girl. And that, uh... He did seem to have some moment of humanity with her, I will say. So... Rule, uh, and rule... Uh, noted that most of the identified victims had long straight hair parted in the middle like Stephanie Brooks, the woman who rejected him and and to whom he later uh, became enraged, uh, oh, became engaged and then rejected in return. Ann Rule speculated that Bundy's animosity towards his first girlfriend triggered his uh, protracted rampage and caused him to target victims who resembled her. Yeah, but Ann Rule, you're also a nobody. You were a fucking, like, a telemarketer. You're, you're a fucking suicide prevention hotline oh, lady. Back then. It's a good career. She's not, a, she's not a fucking psychologist. She can't fucking talk on that. Anyway, Bundy dim- dismissed this hypothesis. They just fit the general criteria of being young and attractive, he told Hugh Ainsworth. Too many people have brought this crap that all of these girls were similar, but almost everything is dissimilar. Physically, they were all almost all different, which is true. They all did look different, like as far as looks. He did concede that uh, youth and beauty were absolutely indispensable criteria in his choice of victims. After Bundy's execution, Anne Rule was surprised and troubled to hear from numerous sensitive, intelligent, and kind young women who wrote or called to say they were deeply depressed because Bundy was dead. <laughs> Many had corresponded with him, each believing that she was his only one. Several said they suffered from nervous breakdowns when he died. Even in death, de- Ted damaged women, Anne Rule wrote. To get well, they must realize that they were the conned by the master con man. They were grieving for a shadow man that never existed. He, what do you mean? He did exist. That's such a fucking, like, 
That's such a like fucking. I'm gonna write that in my book. Fucking tone. Yeah, she wrote it in her fucking book. You're a bullshitter, Anne Rule. I don't think I like her. Oh, I've seen that picture. That's a creepy pasta thing. Like people think it's like creepy, don't they? Yeah, probably. I don't know. People think that's if Diane Feinstein and Jerry Nadler <laughs> made a fucking baby. <laughs> made a baby. Huh. God, that is hot. Do you want to read about the pathology? Do you want me to get into that? Which is stuff about his brain. Okay. Do you want to hear it, or should I just skip it? It's not important, really. Because I was going to talk about it on my own terms, but... Okay. Yeah, I'll talk about just it. I'll talk about it on your own terms. No, I'm going to read about it. We'll fucking read about it. <laughs> fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. Okay. Bundy underwent multiple psychiatric examinations. The experts' uh, conclusions varied. Dorothy uh, Anto Lewis, professor, a professor of psychology at the New York University School of Medicine and authority on violent behavior, initially made a diagnosis of bipolar disorder, but later changed her impression more than once. She also suggested the possibility of multiple personality disorder based on behaviors described in interviews and court testimony. A great aunt witnessed an episode during which Bundy seemed to turn into another unrecognizable man. She suddenly, uh, inexplicably, inexplicably found herself afraid of her favorite nephew as they waited together at a dust-darkened train station. He had turned into a stranger. Lewis recounted a prison official... Uh, in Tallahassee describing a similar transformation quote unquote he said he had become weird on me <laughs> he did a metamorphosis a body and facial change and he felt there were almost an odor emitting from him he said almost a complete change of personality that was the day I was afraid of him quote unquote it's technically it's quote unquote and quote unquote because that was a quote that was a quote within a quote so it's a quote unquote and quote unquote so, while experts found Bundy's precise diagnosis, diagno, diagnosis elusive, the majority of evidence pointed uh, away from bipolar disorder and other psych, uh, psychoses and towards antisocial personality disorder. Uh, uh, Bundy displayed many personality... Antisocial personality disorder is, psycho, is being a psycho. That's yeah. like being a psychopath. So... Um, so Bundy displayed uh, many personality traits found in the AP ASPD patients were often identified as sociopaths or psychopaths. And now, just for the just for the sake, just for the sake of fucking, just to make it a difference for you, like for the people at home, it's interesting. No, not socialism. <laughs> you got a fucking problem with socialism? Yes. It sucks. Uh, it sucks, and you will starve to death. Um, that's just because no one, no one did that. That was they didn't do it right. Yeah. So what is a sociopath? A sociopath is uh, basically uh, repeated violations of the law, pervasive lying and deception, physical aggressiveness, reckless disregard for the safety of others, consistent irresponsibility in work and, and family environments, lack of remorse. So basically, me. Um, <laughs> And uh, the difference, uh, psycho uh, psychopathy uh, uh, can be thought as uh, as thought of as a more severe form of sociopathy with more symptoms. Therefore, all psychopaths are sociopaths, but sociopaths are not necessarily psychopaths. Uh, according to the Society of Study of Psycho Psychopathy, psychopath traits include lack of guilt slash remorse, lack of empathy, lack of deep emo emotional attachments, narcissism, superficial charm, dishonesty, manipulative, and reckless risk-taking. I don't think so. You didn't take enough risks. 
Back to pathology. Shut up. Where'd you get that ice pop, bro? Last one. <laughs> Fuck you, dickhead. Anyway. Buddy displayed many personality traits found within uh, being a psychopath, such as outward charm and charisma with little personality or genuine insight between the facade. Uh, the ability to distinguish facade. right... Facade? What'd you say? Facade. Oh. Fas- not massad. The ability to distinguish right from wrong, but with minimal effect on behavior in an absence of guilt or remorse. Guilt doesn't solve anything, really, Bundy said in 1981. It hurts you. I guess I am in the in, uh, enviable position of not having to deal with guilt. <laughs> yeah, I kill a bunch of fucking girls. But yeah, that's, that's just about it. If you want my personal opinion about Ted Bundy, he's definitely a psychopath, definitely antisocial, multiple personality disorder. I don't think there's any way to really tell. I think just a kid getting fucking mad isn't enough for you to be like, yo, you got multiple personality disorder. No, that's not how that works. Ted Bundy had a history of having angry fits. It doesn't mean every time I get angry doesn't mean I'm a fucking different person in my brain. That's stupid. I think he was a good-looking dude, and I really, think because I think he was innocent. I think he was a, a hero to a lot of people out there. A lot of people out there. Let it be known, Ted Bundy is drinking a theory's official hero. <laughs> he he no, represented. Listen, <laughs> he represented a certain uh, uh, the side, average man side of culture that has gotten. Pushed aside, and brushed away, and uh, being a real ladies' man. Yes, and uh, <laughs> I don't know where the fuck you guys are going with this. Hey, free speech. Yeah, and you know what? Them arresting him for killing women was in. Hey, they, I didn't say you couldn't say it. I just said I didn't know where the fuck you were going with it. Let me say, when they arrested him for killing those women, they really they infringed on his First Amendment rights. <laughs> I think they're dead. Me too. Hashtag free Bundy. Yeah. What are they letting yeah. them out? I think it's a little too late. But. What do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I watched uh, some video of uh, the night they killed him. Yeah. It was like a circus out there. Man. Yeah, yeah. They were lighting fireworks and they're yeah. cheering. They're like, yeah. oh, Ted Bundy's dead. Grow up. Grow up. He was a person too. <laughs> it's crazy. It was crazy, man. I'm thinking that's how it's going to be when they execute Hillary Clinton. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. What are you talking about? They're going to kill Trump. Yeah. An equal amount of people will celebrate. Trump will burn this country before they get a hold of him. <laughs> True. Horrible deal. Worst deal I've ever had. Did you see that? I don't know. You I, won't let me pet you, Rocky. I don't know if I believe you it won't or let not. me pet you. Thank you. Who's your good buddy? Dude, I got that done in two fucking hours. That's, that was a lot of... It, that was You saw how much fucking shit's on here, bro. Yeah. I got through that. I believe it. That's a lot of fucking uh, shit. I'm proud of myself for that one. Uh, I didn't really look into it. I just seen the headline. Epic win, am I right, gamers? E3, feature me on E3 for fast reading. For fast reading. 
But uh, yeah, I don't know. Ted Bundy. Ted Bundy was kind of a fucking dickhead. He was like, uh, like I don't really have much to say about his psychology because he was just a psychopath. He had no remorse for what he did, and he he liked killing. He he yeah. got he got a he got a thrill from killing. There's not much to Ted Bundy. This is why I don't think he's particularly interesting in my case. Yeah. Like I agreed with her upstairs. He's yeah. not a particularly interesting one. Whereas like like Dahmer did some super fucked up things. And then you, even though he did super fucked up things, you have a tinge of fucking like, oh, dude, you know what? He, he had no idea what he was fucking doing. Sort of, he knew what he was doing, but he, but he, but he had no control over himself. And that's why, well, and that's a moral question as to whether he should have been in jail or a, or a psych ward. You know what I mean? And yeah. that becomes a moral question of he knew what he was doing, but he had no control. And that's where you start to feel bad for fucking uh, for Jeffrey Dahmer because yeah, he knew what he was doing, he had no control of it though. He, he did it because he had to do it. Because that's what his brain made him want to do. And it's like, Ted Bundy had no history of frontal lobe damage. You know, he ha- he doesn't fall into the serial killer paradigm. That motherfucker just loved to kill. He was just an asshole. Like a super asshole. That being said, uh, this is what brings me back to serial killers. Whether or not you have frontal lobe damage or not, I think the idea of being a serial killer and lacking that civilized... No, the keyword civilized civilization. I think that's what cavemen were like back in the fucking day. If they didn't fucking like you, they would have just fucking bonked you with their fucking club and fucking dragged hey. you somewhere. Log. Yeah. No, actually, you're right. Cause it's funny that <laughs> he did it. He did it with fucking bludgeoning objects every time, like a little fucking caveman. Yeah. And he did it while they were fucking asleep. Modern day caveman. Yeah, uh, if I was like in the newspaper writing fucking names for fucking serial killers, <laughs> I'd have named Ted Bundy the fucking. I'd have named Ted Bundy the fucking caveman. modern day caveman. Because he may have been like an average intelligence guy, like he was just a regular guy in terms of intelligence. You know, he had some smart moments. I guess he was good at psychology. You know, he was good at breaking out. You know. Yeah, he was good at that too. Yeah, so he's smart enough to break out and study fucking floor plans and stuff. So he he wasn't a dummy, but he wasn't. It's not like he was a fucking like yeah. he wasn't like a Albert fucking Einstein either. The thing is, is that like uh, with him, why I'm comparing him to a fucking caveman. I think that in a time before we had violent, before we had the ability to control our violent urges, back fucking two hundred thousand years ago, we. When you pissed off Alpha fucking caveman, he just bonked you if he didn't like you. And he'd fucking bonk you until you're a bloody fucking meaty ground beef mess. And if he liked your pussy, he was going to bonk you and drag you to his cave and make and make whoopee with you. Make whoopee. He was going to make erga gerga with you. <laughs> and 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 you were a female back then, and you had no, you had nothing. So yeah. you you were just a baby maker in the in the caveman days. So you make erga gerga. Let's go. <laughs> Bunk. Bunk. <laughs> and and that's kind of what he did. He 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 bonked and did erga gerga. <laughs> but he erga gerga with dead. I erga gerga with thing not live. So. Fucked up. <laughs> but, I don't know, man. It's just, I, and I think that's just what it brings it back, brings it back to. He didn't have frontal lobe damage, so, like, he, he just, I, he's an anomaly, he's a phenomenon in terms of, what makes him interesting is that he has no reason to have super, like, I want to fucking kill people urges and not be able to control them. He had no frontal lobe damage. 
So, like, frontal lobe, like, even if you're a psychopath, you still have a frontal lobe that tells you, whoa, whoa, stop it. <laughs> hey. Hey, cut that out. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, I think, like, most people nowadays, just because sociopath and psychopath are things that you develop in your adult life or close to your adult life, you usually get those uh, diagnoses in your late teen years. It's not, you, and I think just the way that society's gone, I think most people are sociopaths by definition. Sociopaths, not psychopaths. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Psychopaths are a whole nother level. Yeah. But I think, uh, and, and, and I think it's why, like, even people who can, are, like, uh, career criminals, they can't fucking kill someone. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because, there's a, because they have a frontal lobe and it tells them, hey, hey, hey. Now that's morally wrong. I know you just fucking robbed that house of all of its fucking uh, copper, but <laughs> <laughs> you can't kill the person though. Yeah, I, I, yeah. And that's where Ted Bundy's weird because yeah. he just killed and he didn't care. So, like even Son of Sam, Son of Sam didn't really have any frontal lobe damage, but he he seemed to have some psychosis thing stuff going on. But, but even he felt bad about fucking killing females, dude. When he ran up and fucking blasted, Gat, gat, motherfucker! New York of all places, too. Uh, t- uh, he even he seemed to have remorse because he fucking left the scene instantly. He had no fucking interaction with the body. He just wanted to get the fucking... He just wanted to have to... He just wanted to exact his rage, whether he killed him or not, and then drive away. So it's like... like that's what's just what's weird about Bundy. He, he, he had no reason to be a serial killer, but he was. Strange. Huh. That that judge, uh, uh, the Florida, down in Florida. Yeah. Uh, he he told him that it's a shame. That he probably could have made a good lawyer. <laughs> yeah. 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 Cause he, cause he was, he was pretty good at it. Cause he went to law school. <laughs> like I mean, I'd like to think you know how to do law if you well, went to law school. No, because all you have to do is look at our government for that. Oh yeah, sorry. So yeah, just you're, going you're to right. law school don't fucking help you there. Yeah, I guess not. It's whatever. You should never represent represent yourself in court if you got a jury, cause it's like pushing over a vase and say, saying I didn't do it. So. Yeah, there was. Matter of fact, there was one instance where uh, he made someone describe um, a body. Yes. In the way it was, and uh, he made them describe it in such detail, the jury, they actually felt. He enjoyed yeah. reliving that moment. That's what they said afterwards. Uh, that, they, they, that sounds like that, his MO. Yeah. That sounds they, like... Cause, because he... The, if you want my opinion as to why... If you want my opinion why he became a serial killer, here's what I'll tell you. I think that he was absolutely telling the truth when he was exposed to pornography when he was a young kid. So was I. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, that has nothing to do with anything. <laughs> I just wanted to throw that in there for the funny. But, uh... <laughs> but he, uh, when you're into porn, and I'm sure all of us have experienced this, once you've watched enough porn, you want to escalate into, until you find something that makes you bust the nut harder. And, well, he so did he. And, but what he found to bust the nut harder was BDSM magazines when he was young. 
And he already had a life where I'm pretty sure his grandfather might have been abusing him. And I think it all kind of just came together, unfortunately. And I think, like, it was like a fucking rolling of the dice. Like, it was either he fucking doesn't become a serial killer or he does. Like, seriously. Because I feel like that also is accounted for for other people. You know, I'm sure there have been other fucking kids in the world that have been exposed to BDSM and been beaten by their fucking parents. And they didn't become fucking serial killers. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. like, I think it was just the fact that it was a perfect storm for him. And and it, and it all just kind of clicked for him when he finally got mad. And he yeah. and, and when he finally figured out he wanted control, because he was a psychopath, he didn't care if he fucking killed him. Yeah. He did, he did, I don't think, if he killed him or not, didn't matter to him, in my opinion. I actually don't think that mattered to him. Yeah. I think it was the fact that he got to fucking strangle and slap them the fuck around until they fucking died. But them being dead didn't matter to him. He just wanted the fucking nut bust. And him coming, and him coming, and him coming back to do the necrophile shit. That was just so he could get a better nut bust. (laughs) Okay. I'm just saying. Wow. I'm just putting it frankly. Okay. Anyway. I trust you. Yeah, but that's about it for Ted Bundy, guys. I gotta leave, and I gotta. He's dead. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta go, guys. I gotta go fucking tend to my body that I left out in the field. Yeah, but he's not gonna use his fake pussy because it's junk. Well, I technically that one's fake too because it's not alive anymore. <laughs> oh wow! So where's your? Just... So are you gonna share some ice pops? I don't have any more. It's the last one. You're gonna go to the supermarket right now, and you're gonna get. Well, fuck, ice I pop. am. Oh, uh, Jeremy wanted to know how you were feeling. After your butt stuff. Uh, is he still there? Or? I, I don't know. Oh, my ass. Uh, Jeremy, the colonoscopy uh, was uh, was great. Uh, I loved it. Uh, I can't wait. Um, Have another one? In two years, I'm going to go get another one. Uh, hopefully, I get the same doctor. I'll use the same doctor because he's gay. And I trust him with my asshole. Uh, uh, yeah, that's that's uh, that's about it. Uh, I got this thing growing in me. They're not gonna take out. It's gonna stay in there. Uh, it's gonna cause me discomfort. I can't it's fucking not why eat. You're it. I'm never gonna eat again. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna eat ice pops for the rest of my life, and that's how I'm gonna survive. I don't think it's the thing that's making you uncomfortable. I think it's you have fucking really bad, like, you need to be clinically treated for IBS. You need to clinically suck my dick. See, ever since he got that colonoscopy, he's been really gay. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, everything went good, Jeremy. Everything went good. I don't know when he commented that because he put that in just the live stream and not in the party. Watch party, so I didn't see it. Come on, Jeremy, we're having a party. Party. I did leave some squirters on the bed, I noticed. (laughs) When I got up. uh, Guess you could call him a squirter. There was a little juice on the the bed there. Poo-poo. I didn't cover it up. I left it there for everyone to see, so they can see what they did to me. Uh, Poo-poo. Poo-poo. And uh Dude, the best the, part was uh I I wait wait hold on I took I took James went and Jake went okay uh 
James drove to Red Robins. And then I drove the rest of the fucking day. I took two drivers and I still drove. So what? Are you complaining? <laughs> no, I'm just saying. I was gonna say. You see, I asked you if you wanted me to no, drive. No, it was all good. It was all uh, good. When he went live the second time after you came out, yeah. I was just turning it on, and Dad was standing right next to me as you left that massive fucking fart, and he was like, "Was that a fart? What the fuck was that?" <laughs> Holy shit. The farts were unreal, man. They were fucking epic. That's what woke me up was a fart. A fucking fart woke me up and I'm still on my side. I'm like, what the fuck? That's probably And I poodle. look over and there's a fucking nurse standing right there. She's like, yeah. And she's, I'm like, oh yeah. my God. And she's like, oh, no, you gotta let it out. Yeah. Just let it out. Yeah. She had a fucking water dip in her mouth too. Yeah. No me. Did you keep your nice socks? Fuck yeah, I did. We've I got, like those socks. Dude, we've got so many pairs of them. <laughs> yeah, those are nice socks, man. Because <laughs> we all go to the hospital so many fucking times. Yeah, they're nice socks. Yeah. I tell you, I heard some complaints about that place. I don't have a complaint. I, everyone handled me great. They dealt with my fucking attitude, my sarcasm. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute, Whatever. wait a minute. What? What? People have complained about that hospital. Why? That I don't. I thought everyone was great. Yeah. I guess. I guess if you go in there like a dick, you're gonna get treated like a dick. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. I. I've, I mean, hell, I've well, the kind of people who complain about shit online, like review it, yeah. are dicks. Yeah. Yeah. They went somewhere to review that. So. Yeah. I mean, hell, I think I've been in there for, four times now for yeah. my Crohn's. I've never had any. Right, I got pizza yeah, waiting for me at home. Great. I want to go home and eat my pizza. Well, fuck your pizza, you piece of shit. I'm not going to fuck no, my pizza. Mean, I'm not no, going to I'm eating fucking ice pop. And not I'm anymore because you got, you got no I'm more. Ha, ha. And out. I guess what I got at home? I got fucking pizzas and I'm not going to fuck it. I'm going to eat it. <laughs> you know what? I got a whole fucking case of mozzarella sticks in there. Eat my ass. Yeah, I guess what? You're going to eat them and then you're going to feel like you have fucking know, razor can't. blades going through your stomach. So eat, eat my ass. I can't eat them. <laughs> you're a fucking faggot, dude. <laughs> says the guy who just got his ass fucking plugged up. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Next week's free episode. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's free. Yeah, you don't have to pay for that one. Yeah, it's free. Rocky, get the fuck out of there, you fucking jerk-off fuckbag motherfucker. Jesus. Come here, buddy. I love you, buddy. Good boy. See? You see, when you when we do the survey for who's the favorite member, you know who to vote for. Me. Because shit. Because me, because I'm nice to doggies. Does it look like I fucking care? Look, you see, he doesn't even care about you. Fuck him. He cares about cats. Scully's a bitch. She could fucking kill you. No. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. No. 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 I've All it takes f- is that one second where you're not watching to rip your fucking juggler out. I fucking I nicked my thumb with a fucking chainsaw. <laughs> Nothing's fucking coming for me. I flipped my car for a fucking times. <laughs> fucking walked out like a boss. Fucking guy who was like, "Oh my god, are you okay?" I said, "Yeah, I'm good. I'm gonna have to get a new car." I gotta go to work. <laughs> I gotta go to work tonight. <laughs> no, I, I had to call up for the week. Fucking because I had no car. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Did I ever tell you guys I thought I lost yeah. my? 
I thought I lost my PSP uh, because I thought oh, I had yeah, it. Yeah. I thought I had it with me when I flipped my car. I went there and I scoured the fucking <laughs> the remains. Like, oh god, where the fuck is it? And I actually, I actually left it home that day. And I was like, oh, thank god. Yeah, thank god. Don't want to lose that PPCP. Hey, gotta SD. say. My fucking phone stayed in my pocket the whole time, though. <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Hey, if I wasn't wearing my seatbelt that day, I would have been fuck. I'd I'd look like fucking Dale Earnhardt Sr. Fuck. I'd look like fucking ground fucking racer in that fucking cab. It's like in retrospect, that fucking seatbelt saved my fucking shit. <laughs> Whatever, dude, I'm invincible. I can't die. And you know how I know that? I tried killing myself the other day. It didn't work. Mm, okay. I fucking got back up. I shot myself in the head. The wound closed and the fucking bullet fell out my ass. And I, fucking <laughs> <laughs> I fucking stood up and I was like, God, fucking damn it. I'm like Deadpool. <laughs> okay. All right, well, I guess that's everything, guys. Yeah. See you next week. Next week's free episode. Yeah. Check us out on Twitter. At drinking a theory, nothing special there. Just at drinking a theory. Check me out if you want. I don't really post anything. At Jimmy Bones, my guy. Fucking go to our Instagram. Look up drinking a theory podcast. It's the one with all the shitty underscores in it. Check out our Facebook. We live stream there every Monday, so you can get like a sneak. Well, by a sneak peek, you can literally see the whole fucking podcast and bonus shit um, on Facebook. Before it comes out, like, around Tuesday or really late Monday night. And, uh, fucking, I don't, uh, check out our Redbubble. Just look up Drinking a Theory. Uh, our design should come up. We got a whole bunch of designs. We got ones for if you're not Australian, if you have bull nuts, if you have a tuna can, if you really need coochie and you, you're sick of asking for it, or if you've already dominated said coochie. So, <laughs> and last but not least. This is probably one of my favorite shirts right here. Coochie Commander? The Coochie Commander shirt. <laughs> Go to drinkingatheory.com and you can get all that shit out the way. We got special fucking, we got boner time there. We got, we got all kinds of stuff all for the for the viewers. And you can get all the social media out the way. You got a picture, you got a picture of me on the Nevermind album. Uh, it's great. It's great stuff. Yep. Oh, dude. Oh, I don't know what you guys are listening to us on, but we're on SoundCloud, we're on Stitcher, we're on Spotify, and we're on Apple Podcasts. So, check yeah, us I'm out. I'm going to try to get us on... Um, Parlor. Google Play. Google Play. Uh, I got a list on my phone. Mm-hmm. I forget. Google Play has podcasts? Yeah. Uh, whatever. <laughs> so, the size of those tits, man. Oh, my God. She's probably fat. Do you see, like, the rest of her? She's already starting to widen out at the bottom of that picture, and she she that's only at the bottom of her tits. That's kind of her, that's sad. Man, they are fucking big though. Yeah, but she's fat. Man, they are fucking big. Though. Anyway, hey, you uh, got a problem with fat chicks? No, no. I'm just saying that if you seen what the rest of the package looks like, you probably wouldn't care. I thought anymore. you I thought you liked them as much as you like feet. Nah, not, I don't mind. I don't mind. I don't mind big ones. The problem is not one drink was drank on this episode. No, I'm no. still I'm still recovering. I, I, we were just I, a, it's been fucking weeks. I have I'm, I, we I were have, just a theory today. I have I have a fucking I have PTSD from that day. Dude, uh, uh, someone started following us on uh, I don't know why YouTube, 
because I haven't posted a fucking video in forever. Yeah. And uh, she was listening to, I think, the first one. And she's like, I'm only a couple minutes in and you guys, y'all are drunk already. <laughs> you guys sound drunk already. Y'all sound drunk already. But anyway, the point I'm trying to make is, is that with that, I'm sure he's enticed by those two things yeah, there. I got, I got your point. But as soon if you saw the full picture, right back to him. If if he if he saw the full picture, he'd be like, Nah, I don't like it anymore. Cause he's picky. The secret is, I know the full picture. <laughs> Can I see it? No, it's mine. Okay. Anyway, I'll see you guys later. Uh, peace out. Stay gay. Pride Month. <laughs> I know Jake is. <laughs> I'm thinking about it. <laughs> oh, God. But uh, we'll see you guys next week. Peace out. Stay sexy. I love you. Now, for the final segment, Jimmy ASMR. <laughs>